Welcome, Internet, to the Place of Video Games Podcast. It is I, your boy, Dead to Death, filling in for Elaine yet again. Elaine, please, come back home. I can't keep doing this. There's only so much of these two chuckleheads I can take without you. Come back home, please. Anyways, as always, I'm joined by Mr. Donnie Eat the Hype Reese. What is up, my dude? The man down in Florida, Mr. Delvin, still D.R.E. Cox. How are y'all doing today? This is what we need to do. We need to get a droid, right? We need to put a message in it. And the message says, Elaine, you're the only one who can save us. Find Obi-Wan and Elaine. Your only hope. And just send it to her. Your only hope. And just send it to her and see what happens. <laughs> we have the technology. We can make this a thing. It's true. Yeah, Luke is in the chat. Lightsaber. Mo Mahoney shows up. Hey, it's Coach Coach Mo. Yes, I look shorter every day because you're a freaking giant. It's just no. You're just getting shorter every day. That's how it works, sir. (laughs) I mean, much like I'm losing hair every day, you're getting shorter every day. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, now it's just a race to see which happens first. (laughs) You shrink into existence, or I just lose all my hair. Yeah, does Delvin's uh, hairline begin in the back of his head, or does Devin shrink into nothing? Which will happen yes. first? Who My hairline is getting like LeBron's on. Kind of scared. Ooh. <laughs> I need Ew. you to just go ahead and cut that. Like, look, all the other greats when they start going bald, they just go ahead and rock the bald head. Why are he playing? You remember when it's like ahead. he started melting and was rolling down the yeah. side of his? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, Bron. Come on, man. Come we on. we all know what you're doing. Yeah, just embrace it. You've earned it. Embrace it. Stop it. Yeah, Yeah. just it's okay. Rock the. I mean, it's not, dude. Here's the thing. I don't think Savannah or any other woman gives a shit. You're worth billions of dollars. Yeah, (laughs) don't care, man. Yeah, ain't like the rest of us. It ain't something you got to worry about, bro. Yeah, I feel like with the amount of money he got, there's got to just be some implants. Even if there wasn't, just. Like, Even if there wasn't, if you want your hair, that bad, you you just needed to end it at happen. with the amount of money he has. That's all. Like nothing else. There was yeah. no other qualification that needed to happen. Look, as a person who really enjoys having his hair, I get it. But the amount of money he has, it shouldn't look. Like oh, that. I get it like, too. But I mean, like Father just, Time's undefeated, man. If you want yeah. the hair, look, look, look. If Magic Johnson can get rid of AIDS. LeBron can find a way to get a good hairline. <laughs> All right. You didn't get rid of AIDS. Are you sure? He got rid of HIV. That's what Are they tell sure? us. Injection of money right into the bloodstream. Just saying. I think it's like liquid gold. Like he just comes right? home every day and gets topped off liquid gold right into an IV. Yeah. Oh, I'm quite sure he right. gold from every day and gets topped off. Then he gets his hair fixed. <laughs> Uh, see, Elaine, this is why we need you. This is why we yes. need you. Mm-hmm. All right, enough Miss of, of this, this nonsense. Let's, let's just go ahead and jump right into it because I feel like we got a good amount of talk we, we want to talk about. We ain't been together like this in, what, two weeks? Donnie Couple took weeks. a week off yeah. and let us do our own thing. Mm. So let's, uh, let's mm. write the ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> And, and I'm very happy that there were some people out there that apparently liked that show. I'm very so, proud of you guys. It seemed like a lot. Did yeah. it seem like a lot? Is a that hit. a lot? It was, like, it was a hit. I counted, I counted yeah. like eight. 
Okay, and so let's. Minute. Did you get eight that said they didn't like it? Yeah, I count for eight. <laughs> you count for eight. <laughs> I count for eight. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having the the cookout as a stand-in because, like I said, I'm going to be taking the weekly, the monthly sweet hangs. So that's a. It was fun. That might I mean, be you, a good name. Yeah, it was a fun little. I was just thinking that we might just have to call it the cookout. I feel like that's got to be taken though. Man, just do it anyway. Up some other names. It's, not, it's not like it's not like they can't be two podcasts with the same name. It's true. Oh, I've been checking, and there are several podcasts with the same damn name. Oh, of course, of course. Like to the T. You just have to put PSVG on it. It's the PSVG something, and then you're good. Okay, that works. There was like 18 strong styles. There's 19 now. <laughs> There's another one. So, PSVG prevents the the cookout. There you go. I like yeah. it. Done it. Done. I like it. Don't steal it, whoever's right. listening. I know, right? You better hurry. <laughs> Somewhere, Sean is planning. Like he's just over there. <laughs> oh, Sean, do it. Sean, don't want that. Let me let me yeah. find four black people. <laughs> Tough it task. Be like PSVG presents the Canadian cookout. I don't even know mm. what that is. Do they call it a cookout? It's got to be a Canadian name for it. I mean, everything I up there is extremely literal, right? And they have much yeah. music, much more music. So it's got to just be like grilling brats or something. Just like extremely yeah. literal, like an, an exact description. Cooking food outdoors is probably what they call it. They're like, hey, do you want to come over? For a cooking food outdoors with us, like that's that's got to be like how Canada, Canada does it. I mean, yeah, that sounds terrible. Can they even do it how, outdoors? Is that, how, is that how the black people in Canada? It's like, like fifty degrees below zero. I know a black Canadian, dude. It's fifty His degrees below Drake. zero out there. Like, do they? Is it like a zamboni? Do they do it in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> is 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 a cookout in Canada basically just ice fishing? They're like, Pretty hey, it's, it's a cookout. That that's makes a lot of good sense. Mm-hmm. It's like in an igloo. <laughs> Jesus. Damn, an igloo? They're not Eskimos. God. Are they? We don't know that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> have you been to Canada? I have not been to Canada, but see, I'm we don't know what's sure going on. Canadians are not Eskimos. Those are the indigenous people. Jordan says it's barbecuing. He, he says, says it, it totally sucks. If it totally sucks, you probably don't want to do it. Here's your burger, your hot dog, and your snow cone. Made local. That sounds awful. Just right here. They just scoop it up. They just put the beer like on the ground. There's no coolers or anything. They just dump it in the, in that the yard. That actually sounds like a great idea. Just That's, yeah. that's great. Cool, yeah, you don't need a, all the time. You don't need a cooler. Just throw it out in the yard. I mean, you would know being from Ohio. That's that's very Canadian adjacent, as far as I'm concerned. Adjacent? <laughs> adjacent. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> no, Not even, close I don't enough. think you know what adjacent <laughs> means. It's close that, enough. That, that was a Delvin statement. <laughs> adjacent? No, not adjacent. No. <laughs> Similar? Sure, I could get there, but adjacent? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll own my wrongness. I don't care. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just off the beard of snow. As you should. 
All right. Anyways, let's talk about some video games. Um, Donnie, I know that you have been uh, putting in some serious work when it comes to the video game. So have I? What have you been playing? I, yes, you have. You got a long okay. list. I just been having. Wait, a blast. I've, been I've been having a lot of fun. Um. So I I I played and have beaten the campaign in Dying Light Two. And talking to Dev, he was like, "Oh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it." And then it dawned to me. I honestly hadn't thought much to say about it. <laughs> like, wow. just, it was just because I was just playing it. You know, it was one of those games that I'm just playing. Like I wasn't really playing it for critique or review. I wasn't, I didn't have that kind of mindset with me when I was playing and I just logging in every day and playing. Cause I just like the game. So I did sit down and I wrote some notes. I have notes and, but here's the thing. Usually when I write notes, I usually like sit down before the show and I try to, wrap my thoughts up and make them like very organized. I didn't do that today. It's been a long day. I've had a lot to do. So this might just sound like a mess. It might be all I just have notes. These are literally just notes that I wrote down. Okay. So, um, so I'll just read some, feel free to stop me. If you want to ask a question or if you want to comment as we go along, dying light two notes, Donnie Reese writes, <laughs> um, I wrote it's Far Cry with zombies and some Fallout and Creed. One cool thing that I have experience with this that has me really excited for Friday is I experienced for the first time cloud saves. Because if anybody has been listening, I got this new PC, but when I got it, my GPU was busted. So I actually started playing Dying Light 2 on my laptop. And when the new PC came, I got everything set up, downloaded everything, finally got logged in, clicked the button, and Steam was like, you've already been playing. Do you want to keep playing? I was like, I do want to keep playing. And I clicked it and it was instant. And I just was loaded in the game and I just kept playing. And I was like, the steam deck is going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> That's great. That's like, That's awesome. Oh my God. This is going to be amazing. Um, so here's what I wrote. I said, I really like it. It's a lot of fun to play, especially that I am playing on the new PC compared to dying light. Dying light two is just way more vast and, um, and pretty in the visuals department. It's just a much different type of game. Running across rooftops, especially once you've freed up some of the advanced parkour mechanics, is just stunning. As you zip across from like rooftop to rooftop to industrial building to skyscraper, especially you get later in the game, it's just really interesting how the color palette of the game changes when you're in the air versus when you're on the ground. When you're on the ground, it's like way more gritty and gray, and like there's a lot of yellows and dirt. You know, it's like that post-apocalyptic. When you're on the top, mm-hmm. these rooftops. A lot of them have gardens and really pretty trees and like all this stuff. It's like actually really kind of, you know, it's visually, it's very visually appealing up there when you run around and uh, when everything's smooth and you're running and you're jumping. I mean, it's just, there were several times where it's just like, man, this is just, this is great. I wrote down, I've always, I wrote down, it would be great if an Assassin's Creed game was like this. Like when I was running through the city and I'm jumping from rooftop to rooftop and I was like, imagine if this was Ezio in Italy and I was playing in the same definition with the same mechanics. Like it would just that, that experience of being able to like just crawl over this entire city would have felt way more grand. It feels that way in dying light too, without it being like a locale that we recognize and buildings that we recognize. I mean, cause it's, you know, it's more fictitious. So Um, person AC. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. And it's, it, it really just makes me really. And one of the things that I, um, I didn't write it down, but one of the things I'm just sitting here thinking is 
it's amazing at how much you can climb, how much of the geometry is interactive. Um, not like there are things that you'll see in the environment that you know you can definitely climb, like vents that kind of look like ladders and rails, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even like bars you know, that are parallel to each other as you kind of go up. You're like, oh, I can definitely climb that. But it's amazing how many windowsills you can grab onto, edges, ledges, just little things that, and I think most any other game that I can even think of right now, those aren't items that you can physically interact with. They're just textures on a wall, mm-hmm. right? And then you see they're either highlighted or you see the very physical protrudence of things that you can interact with. This game is not that like you could almost grab like every edge of the game and it really makes climbing. And I'll get to that in a minute. Um, it's a really cool part of it. So the world fills up with lots of diverse colors that range from the standard post-apocalyptic uh, broken gray to the brave bright yellow and green flora in the daytime on the rooftops that is offset at nighttime by the neon glow. And like the, the, this game has the thing that like Far Cry and a lots of games are doing right now. Like we had it with Far Cry New New Dawn. We had it with uh, the last Far Cry and you have like these neon glows, right? They want to show you the ray tracing and they have the neon. But I like how they bake this into the story because the UV light is a part of the story as you're, you're infected and the UV light keeps your infection at bay. That's how all these people have managed to build these communities on tops of, uh, on, on the, um, on the i was going to say ceiling on the rooftops in this in this entire city the reason they have these because they have all these uv lights set up these like safe havens so it's cool how they use that not only in storytelling but also how it affects the visual palette of the game um, because it definitely changes overnight i wrote traversal is very fun it's fluid and then i wrote and this is basically what i said a minute ago it's almost limitless like just the sheer amount of things that you can do. You almost, there was very few times that I can even recall right now having played it. If anybody wants to know, I should have started this. I'm 30 hours into the game. So if anybody's wondering how long it took me to do the game, uh, I think I'm like 32, 33 hours. And I'm not done either. I'm still going to keep playing. Did you finish um, the main campaign, yeah? Just, yeah, just the main campaign. Um, but Limitless is really a good way of putting it. Because like I said, you can interact with almost everything you can see even stuff that I don't really remember that you can, like you can jump off every lamppost, you know, like every fence, every light post, like everything. Um, it's all there. I wrote down, it's one of my favorite soundtracks in a game in some time. That's something that I actually haven't been hearing, um, from, from most anybody about this game. Not that I'm like going off the deep end trying to find, I have read no reviews for this game. I've heard what Jeff said on a stream just when we were hanging out, he wasn't doing a review. He was just playing. So he answered some questions and then I saw like, you know, headlines and basic reporting like during review embargo. I didn't go into the review, so I don't know. Maybe they've mentioned it. It's not something that I've seen come up a lot. The original music for the soundtrack is is really well done. It's very orchestral. Um, it's very nice. It's something that I think I'll be listening to um, indefinitely. Like I definitely have already added it to my library. It's one of those types of soundtracks for me. Like it sticks nice. with me beyond the game. And then the use of actual licensed music in the game. Like when you go into these different little human hubs, um, they have like bazaars and bars and stuff and they're playing music and they've got like metric and, you know, kind of like some alternative um, like folksy or rock music that's playing and like the different establishments, they all have kind of their own different genre. Um, I, just, I, I, I thought the sound, the sound aspect of the game was, was something that I definitely latched onto. 
I wrote, the design of the game is pretty standard for open world games. There's not much new to see here. You've done it before. You have a lot of fetch quests that send you zigzagging <laughs> across the map back and forth. Killing targets, fetching items, talking NPCs, you capture towers, fast travel points, windmills. You'll restore power to power plants. You'll um, clear zombie infestations, overrun caravans. You'll have random events that pop up along the way. Uh, you'll do your inhibitor statues and your GRE research facilities to level up, gain experience, and gain um, crafting materials. The thing that I wrote, we've talked a lot for the past year about these open world map games. These are games that I really enjoy, but one of the kind of the common threads with these sort of games that we've been hearing, I think for the last two years is that a lot of people feel like they're samey and they're starting to get that kind of that counter reaction. I think we started seeing that with like first person shooters, like around the turn of the last gen, it felt like there was a period there where everybody was making a first person shooter. And then all of a sudden you started hearing like the narrative was like, we don't want any more shooters. We want more stuff. And it seems like the open world has become that, like everybody now makes open world games. Everything is open world. The thing that I wrote down is while everything that I just read, you will do and you will do it multiple times. To me, at least through the campaign, I was never felt bored or repetitive. And it's interesting because one, I just read a bunch of different things. There's a lot of diversity to what you can do. There's just a lot of different activities. You're not doing like four activities over and over again. There's like 16 activities that you can do over and over and over. The thing that I found interesting about how they really structured the campaign is the campaign has, you'll do one or two of these throughout the campaign. They'll make you do it. And you'll do, a, you'll do like the power, you'll restore a power plant like a couple times. The rest of it though, almost feels optional. Everything's completely wide open um, outside. Like yeah. there's a few story missions, but like you can really just do whatever you want. Do you like, do you want to go grind and level up? You can do that. Do you want to go fight zombies? You can do that. Like, do you want to go find the GRE medical facilities and get all of the, you know, extra crafting stuff so you can upgrade your paraglider? You can do that. Like on, almost from the very start of the game. Um, and it, it really feels optional um, because they also don't tell you exactly. I don't think the game does a very good job of really explaining to you what needs to be done to like progress. There's a lot of systems in place. Um, and that that's a little weird. You've got a experience system. You've got a currency system. You've got stuff that you can buy, but that needs special parts. So it's like a currency plus crafting element. And you also have your level up, you level up your stamina, you level up your immunity, you level up your combat. Like there's just a lot to juggle and they're so, all kind of doing a bunch of different stuff. When I hear you say that, it's like, I feel like that's the type of open world game that you really enjoy. The ones that don't tell you exactly what to do and just kind of let you kind of go. Yeah. Figure it out. Kind of you go make your own game, make yeah. your own fun. Like, yeah, you do kind of figure it out. And like my first couple of days, as I said last week on the show, my first couple of days, you know, that's those are the, the same thing with Breath of the Wild. Those are the times when I'm really like, what is it that I want to be doing? Like, let's, you know, like I'm really trying to I'm learning. I'm learning the game. Like, let's learn everything that's here and then let's see where I want to go with it. And this game does that um, and then some. So I really liked it. Yeah, I probably hate that. I don't like I've, I've come <laughs> to realize like I feel like Far Cry was the same stuff. way. Actually, Far Cry six is very similar. To me, Far Cry 6 felt very pointed. Like, here's my mission. Go do this. Like, you I, can do you know, that. You but can if you want to up, if you want to, you know, if you want to upgrade your stuff or get better weapons or open the map or yeah, do, get fast oh, travel points, like, I, didn't, I didn't have to do any of that. Like, I think I Delvin and I both 
said when we were playing the game, like we just we didn't even play the story for extended oh, yeah. periods of time, yeah. 10, 15 hours I'll at a time. I didn't do yeah, that. I think at all. I'm I 10 out like 15 hours in and barely got into the story. Yeah. I know in Far Cry 6, I was I paid like 20 hours and were like, oh, I didn't do it under the story. <laughs> it's like oh, maybe I should start doing that stuff. I was just clearing the map out. Uh-huh. And this kind of has the same feel to it where you can just clear out things in the map and you don't really have to get to the story until you're ready to get to the story because there's so much stuff to do. And it's all yeah. pretty much fun. It's all enjoyable. Yeah. So it's not like you're not entertained by the stuff. As long as I have like a really good like baseline of where I'm supposed to go with these are like the story missions and I can have a lot oh, yeah. of those to pick from, I'm good. But if it's more Breath of the Wild where it's just like... And Dying Light does that. If you just want a golden go? path it, they have a very laid out it's right not... in front of you. Go okay. here do that, go here and do that. And you can just keep progressing. But the fun part is on the way, a thousand things pop up between there and there. See, I don't know. You're going to run into a few people and they're going to give you missions and things like that. And Mm -hmm. you're going to find cool things you want to do. And a lot of interesting things happen when just traversing the the area. The inhibitor stashes, which is like your main way of like um, leveling up your skills. They have that breath of the wild thing where um, they'll start to beep when you're nearby you'll get kind of like this proximity locator where it'll just start to beep. You'll just start hearing beeps and it'll get louder as you get closer to it. So you'll be running to your mission and all of a sudden that goes off and you'll start swinging off, off your path to like, well, I got to pick this up. I'm already over here. And then, uh, and then those are fun because they're puzzles in their own self. Yeah, so um, I like that kind of stuff when it's side missions pulling me in, but if it's just a bunch of random stuff in the world, like to me, I don't know. I, I think it's just like the breath of the wild. Like it just didn't, do that for me so when i hear things being that open i'm just like i don't know makes me want to pull back but like with far cry like it always just felt like i was doing a bunch of side missions which is great but just like randomly running off in the world i think this I is way closer to far cry than breath of the wild it's not that yes open. Okay, it's just so like that's it's that i can get with. open is a, it's just more like i said it's optional like not just optional like whether or not you can choose to do it or not it's honestly like you can just choose to do whatever you want <laughs> like you could yeah. just there's just a lot that you can do and they basically just open the map and they let you do it. Like there's not a whole lot of hindrance to doing almost from the start of the game. There's not going to be much steering you one way or stopping you from going anywhere. You can kind of just do it. Um, about halfway through here. So I wrote down the paraglider, which is interesting because when I first <laughs> got this thing, I was like, this sucks. It is not like a paraglider that you've ever experienced in a game before. It's different, and it takes a minute to get used to. Having played the game for 30 hours, I got to tell you, I got used to it pretty quick. And once you get it, it really opens up the game because you can basically fly. Uh, Once you get the paraglider and level it up, you can basically fly whenever you want. You just climb to the tallest building, jump off of it, and you just fly all around the map. So the interesting thing about their paraglider is that it's not just like a glider. You'll open it and just sail. It like rocks. Think of like, um, you know, like those like baby rocking things, like those automatic baby cradles that you put like babies mm-hmm. in, they swing back and forth. It swings like that. So you'll swing forward and then you'll swing back while you're falling. So you kind of have to manage the camera as it's dipping like up and down, mm-hmm. which is realistic. Like if you were in a, in a, you know, in a parachute, that's, that's pretty realistic. That's how it's going to work. Um, never know. But then when you get the upgrade, like magically you can like boost yourself. You can give yourself like a boost of energy, which if you time on the swing up, 
will boost your elevation. It'll send you further up in the air, which means you can fly further. But if you boost it while you're facing down, it's going to shoot you straight into the ground. (laughs) So it takes some getting used to. Um, But once I kind of got the timing down, like I said, it really stopped me from chasing fast travel points because I was like, who needs it? Just fly everywhere. Um, So I, I thought that was... I don't know if I like that being there or not Um, because the traversal and having to manage the traversal is a big part of the game. So just kind of being able to fly over everything made me feel at times that I was missing stuff that was below me and uh, I didn't always Mm. just fly. I really only like flew when I had to cover long, long amounts of distance. Otherwise I just ran. I just wanted to be on the ground where the action was, where the fun was. Um, Because I think you're missing out if you just start flying the whole time. Um, which, but some people may want to do that. Um, I wrote, there's a ton of game here. Once I got past maybe the halfway point in the game uh, or the campaign, um, I still have tons of unlocks to do. Even for their launch issues, this is I wrote this down because uh, they did have they they've had launch issues that have been widely reported. Um, for me, I still think the game felt very polished compared to dying light one maybe that's because i'm playing on pc with the with the 3080 um you know like i said i didn't play it on console so i can't speak to it but dying light one was kind of a mess for like two years <laughs> it's kind of a mess it was a mess for a, a while yeah um this isn't that this is a very playable game um i didn't really encounter a lot of issues like after the day one patch i didn't really have really any issues at all that's great. Um, I wrote several scenes, either the ones at night or scripted scenes in the campaign. Specifically, there are three scripted chase scenes in the campaign. I thought were thrilling. They're great. One of them is just really good. Like edge of your seat. You know, am I going to make it or not? Like they just do a really good job again with the music, with the environment of like really making you feel like you're being chased. So um, do they do that thing that Spider-Man does when you start moving fast and the music ramps up? No. Yes. No, I don't Horizon, do Horizon does they that. Do, they do like, it oh. in the campaign. Yeah. No, in the yeah. campaign, like these chase scenes, absolutely. It'll yeah. all start to build to a crescendo and you're like, ah! Yes, but not just during the game. Yeah, but I'm glad you game, said that. I glad, I'm glad you said that because I'm going to come back to that actually. Um. There and I don't want to spoil anything, but there's an event that happens about three quarters of the way through the campaign that permanently alters a major portion of the map that I thought was awesome. And I was like, I wish more games did stuff like this. This is really cool um, because it's like this area that you've been to the whole time and then it just completely changes. Um, and there's a story reason for it being there. And it's very like grand and epic and big it's not like a little thing it's a big thing so um i thought that was really really cool um story overall um i thought the motivations of some of the characters and the plot overall is just kind of middling it wasn't bad it wasn't great i've heard a lot of things said terribly about this story most of the folks that i think have i've heard say bad things about the game i think have almost exclusively been the story I think Dying Light 2 story is way better than Dying Light 1 story, and I don't think either one of them are as good as like Far Cry 5 or 6's story. I don't like Aiden nearly as much as I like Danny um, as a character. He's just not really f- fun to root for or really be behind. And it's not because 
Uh, he's just kind of whiny. It's not because of the story, like the writing. It's just he's kind of whiny. He's just not, uh, you know, it's like a really whiny version of Troy Baker. Um, mm. There are several moments in the campaign where characters do things. You're just like, what? Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's a couple of those. But overall, you know, it was a story. Like, it's, you know, like, I, I didn't hate it at any point. I wasn't like, oh, my God. And like I said, I got about halfway through it, and I wanted to finish it. Like, I wanted to see where this was going. I think my biggest issue with the story and this probably won't come to much surprise to anybody is that it, um, I didn't, I don't like how much the zombie apocalypse seems to just fade into the background of this game. It's just mm. all about like this humans and these things that are happening and this thing in the past. And it's like, guys, there's a, a zombie pandemic happening all around you. And it just didn't really seem to be on the minds of anybody. Um, that it's not, it didn't feel as like horror themed as the first one. It doesn't feel like a zombie you know, experience so much. It's just kind of the zombies are there. It's more of like a walking dead type thing, you know, that drop time. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of fades in the background. I don't like that as much, but I get it. I mean, I think that's kind of all zombie things kind of go there. Um, it's never been my thing. I love dying light one because dude, I love Dawn of the dead. It's one of my favorite movies and I've always just wanted that video game and dying light one felt like that video game. This one doesn't feel as much like that video game. Um, I liked Lawan's character, you know, a lot of shit's been thrown Rosario Dawson's way. And, and I thought her character is one of probably one of my favorites in the game. Um, so I enjoyed that for whatever, for whatever it might be worth to anybody out there. And then a lot of people really, um, I, I I'll say Jace's name, but Jace isn't the only person. I think most people say that the, the voice acting in this game is horrendous. Um, I don't think it's good. I want to be clear. Um, but I, I, I was the hard part that I had is I, I'm always having a hard time drawing the line between what do people consider horrendous and bad versus like mediocre, because I've played a lot of open world games that have side characters and stuff with similar voice acting to that I've seen in Dying Light. Like this isn't it just didn't shock me as worse than some side characters that I've seen in Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and Fallout and Skyrim. It's like I've seen these all these people it, it, before. If, it feels generic. It doesn't feel <laughs> yeah, like it does. It really does. Yeah. Um, so it didn't bother me, um, but I also wasn't playing that. Um, <clears throat> my biggest issue with the story was there was a mission that I really didn't like. It made me walk basically all the way across the map. Then I got there, passed out, and then woke up back where I was. And that was the mission. That's and like I thought that shit. that was stupid as hell. I was like, what was the point of that? And I was like, this is just, uh, this was dumb. Um, so I didn't like that part of it. And then I did write down the biggest issue that I've heard from, um, you know, just the people that I follow on Twitter and stuff, especially the reviewers. Um, and, and I think rightfully so, you know, Techland made a big deal about the decisions in this game and it's marketing and kind of like their pre-show, like when they've done previews, they were like, Hey, you're gonna have these big decisions. They're going to change the way of the game like the world is and that's not wrong um you'll have these missions where basically you'll have a decision to make you'll have these big decisions and they'll be like hey uh, and it's basically centers like do you want to support this faction or that faction and if you choose one you'll get some sort of buff like either faction will give you something that will be permanently in the world and you can like either keep going in that direction or not but it's not the narrative world altering influence that i think people were maybe led oh. to believe yeah i totally thought it was like <clears throat> yeah like some uh, people are thinking it's like fable type stuff yeah like, they're like oh my god it's like infamous really affect the yeah, world it's, it, it's not like that at all yeah. there are 
multiple different endings and you can have drastically different outcomes because you can kill people like by making some of these choices and some characters die off some characters won't be there to save other characters so like the cast you will have some decisions to make along the cast along the way but maybe like eight or nine ten decisions just just with the cast um that's different from these like faction missions that you'll do and those decisions i thought were done pretty well there were several times i paused the game I was like, what are they, what am I doing here? Right. You know, cause <laughs> your immediate reaction is to don't choose what they're pushing you to choose. But then, you know, if you've ever like tech land, like they're going to make what you think happen, not what you think also. So right. you always got to balance that. So I like those. I thought those were pretty good. Um, let's see here. I said that uh, I've already said this, but I'll say it again. There's a ton to balance infection, gear, progression, classes, buffs. The gear, I didn't really get it. I never really do. I just kind of pick the higher numbers. Like, it's not my thing. Isn't your thing you don't but like there that. is a massive amount of gear, and they all got pluses and negatives. And if you get this and that and classes, I was like, just give me the cool looking stuff, and I'll just beat the hell out of somebody <laughs> with a stick until they die. Um, like no experience. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It can feel like a grind early on. I think the progression is probably my biggest fault with the game. It takes a lot, a lot of playing, a lot of missions, a lot of uh, inhibitor stashes, just a lot of experience before you can like drop kick, before you can slide. Like there's just a lot hidden behind it. I think there will be people that aren't into Dying Light or don't know that they're into Dying Light. I think there would be probably a lot of people that pick it up, play it for two or three hours and stop because they're they're thinking what they're seeing on the commercial and that's there, but it's 10 hours in there. You know, like you really got to go for it. But once you do, um, before I end with my final thoughts, I just want to I want to reiterate if, if you've listened to me, there was a reason I played it for 30 plus hours and still consider playing it. The game is just super fun to play, like the moment to moment gameplay, the freedom of climbing and taking your own path in your direction and your combat. Like it's just very fluid. Um, especially for me, I was playing at 4k 60. It's extremely fluid. It's very stable. It's very smooth. And it's just so much fun. You make these gigantic leaps of faith in this, in this game and, um, the combat, like all the different stuff you could do. I ran off of a wall, drop kicked somebody threw a grenade, pull it, you know, pull an arrow, shoot some in the arrow, then pull out an electrified bat and start going to work. You know, it's just, <laughs> you can't do that stuff in so many games, you know, like it, it really just feels like you're in complete control of what you want to do. You know, you're not limited to like two or three animations. Like you can do everything. You can do all kinds of stuff. Um, you can really customize, like even down to traversal, like you can unlock the ability to like jump through windows as opposed to like stopping and climbing through it. Like everybody oh, knows that game where nice. you got to stop. Just <laughs> yeah. You just go right through it and keep yeah. going. You roll and keep and run. And it's just like, just having that freedom to just be able to keep your momentum is just yeah. unlike anything you've ever played. I mean, honestly, I think in that regard, dying light stands alone. There's no real other game that really truly feels like that. Um, like on the ground, like letting you run and like letting you just take it. Um, <clears throat> I got one last thing I want to say before my final thoughts. The towers and the GRE military airdrops were like major things for me. I got so hooked in doing those. Those are the things I did most. They have towers. If you've ever played Far Cry, Breath of the Wild, like you're not opposed. You've seen towers before. Assassin's Creed, the towers. These aren't those towers. These are far harder to scale. 
Um, they require you to have many upgrades, many power-ups, a lot of stamina, but they are thrilling. And when I said earlier, leaps of faith, there are some of these towers that you just got to risk it, man. Like you just got to run, you got to run, jump off, hope you get that hook shot so you can make that make that edge. Because if you don't, you're going all the way to the bottom. <laughs> you're probably not surviving. You're going to lose 15 minutes of game time. You start all over and do it again. Um, you can't like pull your paracord out and just glide to the bottom and start. You over can again. like if you fall <laughs> off the side of a skyscraper, and there there is that one of the main missions in the game, like maybe right smack dab in the middle, is you scale this skyscraper. Skyscraper that is the tallest skyscraper in the world. I mean, it is up there, and it took me, and I don't want to exaggerate, maybe 20, 30, 40 minutes to climb this thing. Like, I, and it's not just climbing. Damn. Like, I'm going level by level, like killing the zombies and everything, going outside. And here's the thing about these towers that are really cool is they have these environmental puzzles. It's not just mm-hmm. like, here's a tower, climb it. You okay. may not be able to reach the first part. You might have to jump to the other building next to you, work your way up two or three floors, jump out the window to reach the first ledge to then start working your way up the tower. There's a lot of that. Okay, there's a lot of... Cool. A lot of times you'll be looking at something, you'll be like, how the hell do I get up there? Um, like this one military airdrop, they have these like caches that fall from the sky. They've got parachutes. So if you get up to the top of a roof and you look out with your binoculars, you'll see them scattered along rooftops. Well, they have special stuff in them that you need to upgrade stuff like your paraglider and your grapple shot and all that. There's this one that I saw first off in the game. I spent two hours trying to get it. Good night. I was dying. I was like, I, I don't see how you get up there. Once I leveled up and everything came back, what I realized was on the back side of the building, there was a ledge. Like I wasn't even paying attention. So you go around the back side, you use that, and you basically like scale this building in circles across the windows and in and out of floors and stuff to get to the top. And it's just, it's a, I hope what I, I hope I'm making the point well, because I haven't really thought about this a whole lot really to sit down and break it down. It's just there's a level of design, like uh, I want to say like it's there's a level of um it makes you feel smart, like yeah, to kind of yeah. figure some of the stuff it, out. You're like it gives you that sense of accomplishment when you it doesn't feel basic at all. Yeah. Like there's several of these where I'm like, look at the shit they're doing. You know, like there like there was a couple that I was stumped on. I had to I YouTubed it, and then I figured out I was like, holy. Shit. You know, like, and it's not like, like uncharted, like really hard puzzles, you know, like I'm, I always think of the one in, um, lost legacy where you're doing the shadows and you know, the slide. I hated that damn thing. Man, I that was, motherfucker made yeah. Me I hated that. that. It's that not like that. It's that not like that. It just feels, it feels clever because they're not doing the stuff that you, that I feel like I'm conditioned to look for. There isn't like, there's the yellow ledge. And then I jump to the thing right. and then I get the ladder. It's not that. It's different than that. There was one that I had to, I had to fight a couple guys. I had to use, um, I had to jump from like an electrical box up to the first ledge. Then I had to hook shot over to the second ledge. Then I, then there was like these windmills. Then I had to jump on this windmill as it's turning, have it carry me up and then jump off to hook shot to another ledge on the other side. You know, like this is the type of, kind of platforming in a 3d space that i don't feel like a lot of games do i gotta wonder if there's more than one way to do these type of things like you just oh, i'm sure to there find are. your way like that that's even more like giving you giving the player more agency to really kind of just come alive in the world to figure out how to get from point a to point b without of course like the yellow ledge that you want to yeah. grab like i i'm so over like 
always like you know exactly where to go like make it a little less obvious like give me a little bit of player agency so i can feel like i'm actually doing something instead of just looking for the yellow ledge to grab i'm glad i did them i'm glad i did as many as i did before i got the paraglider because i think the paraglider could be a cheat for a lot of them you just fly up there yeah exactly but there are some especially the ones that are tied to the campaign where you don't have that option that's good. um so i like that too so ultimately my final thoughts i wrote down here in my last little paragraph uh, with some time to think about it, the game kind of reminds me of something like Insomniac Spider-Man or Infamous. I think Spider-Man's story was much better than this one, but largely both games depend largely on how much fun it is to traverse the world and using its mechanics and combating enemies, of which I think Dying Light 2 um, is significantly deeper than those. I think both of those games kind of live off of that. It's like, especially Infamous. You think about Infamous Second Son, the story wasn't a big part of that game. Um, the world honestly wasn't a big part of that game because compared to Dying Light 2, that's a much, much, more, much basic thing. But what made that game super fun? Having the freedom to do whatever you're wanting, being empowered to go out and do those things the way you wanted to, explore these cities and you know traverse and fight enemies like Insomniac Spider-Man. I, I think if you, if you don't think so much about the story, I think those games are very comparable. So I don't think it's amazing. Um, but I've absolutely loved it. I'm glad I got the collector's edition. It's been a blast. I'm sure they're going to update it for years to come. And I was going to say, I've got years of extra. I'm going to play it. Yeah. And like, I didn't do so many, I, there are so many windmills I didn't get done. There's so many facilities I didn't unlock. There's so many Metro stations I didn't unlock. And I'm going to do all that. (laughs) Like I'm not done with this game by any means. I'm going to do all that. So, um, hopefully I didn't take too long for more. Hopefully I look up, it's like 40 minutes. Jesus. Yeah, I was like, we've been 40 minutes. That's a long time. God, I hope people are still with us. I didn't realize (laughs) what's going on that long, guys. I I was enthralled uh, because it it almost makes me want to play it. I'm going to wait because it's just, I don't have the time. But it's one that has definitely been on my short list to pick up because it does look intriguing. I just, there's just too many goddamn games. Too many games. And it's fun. It's, It's fun. Like I said, I played it on the PS5 and I'm, I was having a blast with it. Only reason why I stopped was because of Horizon, because uh, I wanted to yeah. finish that one first. It feel like it's going to be a shorter game, but otherwise, and that is super fun. It, that's even with some of the jack that I've experienced in the game, with like people being stuck in walls and things like that. Overall, it's still a, a blast to play. Like the whole parkour stuff is just amazing. Like you can wall run it. Like I guess I said, I don't think I've said on PSXP. It reminds me a little bit of Mirror's Edge, but if yeah. if they craft it. Mirror's Edge better because Mirror's Edge world always felt kind of bland. I think that's oh, kind of the charm to it. And it's, it's the, linear. Yes. Mirror's this Edge was is, like a bunch of levels connected yes. together. This isn't that. This is an entire world. You can just go out and make yes. your oyster. It, yeah, it feels kind of, it feels cool to just go on these rooftops and jump from rooftops to rooftops and make that jump that you may not hit. And you're like you're looking at your stamina and stuff like that. It's it's kind of exciting. I love it. It's great. And I think Donnie kind of nailed every, all the points on it. It's a great game. Jesus, the chat's taking me to task here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. It's 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 just it's Mike and, and Chuffy. <laughs> well, well, it rings true. I talk too much. Chuffy has been eh. validated. Eh. Eh. I'm here for it because, like I said, I like getting your input, and I think a lot of people like to get your input on a game that you really like because you break it down very thoroughly. So you you played a couple of other things. You can be quick about those. Yeah, I'll be quick. I'm curious um, about this Wii Sports thing. 
Oh, I played the Wii Sports 4 test. Uh, Switch Sports, mm-hmm. they had a beta test I got in. Um, I had a blast. I had so much fun. I didn't get tennis. I tried for two days, and I never got tennis. Pe- apparently, people could play tennis. It just never popped for me. But I got to play uh, sword fighting. I forget what they call it. Chahumbra or whatever. I played sword fighting. Um, <laughs> Chahumbra? It's got some weird name like that. Um and sword fighting was fun you could you know it's wii sports you could fight one-on-one or you could have you could have two if you wanted you could have like a bigger pole um which was fun and then but the but the fun thing that i'll I'll just say about quickly about wii sports was i got to play bowling a lot and bowling was a fucking blast they have battle royale bowling that's what they've turned wii bowling into yeah that sounds fun they put 20 they put 20 people in the bowling alley. Like you all pop up. I don't know if it's 20. It's just a lot. Like they put mm-hmm. rows of people up in front of you and you have 15 seconds to bowl. It's like bowl and everybody bowls. <laughs> and then if you, if you didn't get a strike, everybody bowls again to try and clean it up. And then like the top 10 advance and then the top six advance and then the top four advance. And then, you know, it just keeps whittling them off round after round after round. I was like, Oh my God. I'm going to love this game. I already pre-ordered it, but when I was like this, yeah, I was like, oh, if they do this with golf. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Sean, get me a card too. Thanks. Oh, man, it was, (laughs) it's going to be great. Did Sean get a card? No, he's he said that I guess Best Buy is having RTX cards tomorrow. Ooh. But I guess that's just Best Buy Canada. I'll try and see what we got out here because I need bad. 3070 or 3080 only the in founders edition because i can't pay them other prices it's ridiculous um i've been playing mario bros u on the oled just to kind of mix it up i was kind of feeling i wanted to play something simple after putting in so many hours of dying light and i'm also playing cyberpunk after putting so many hours then i just want to juggle around play something simple so i started playing mario 3 i started playing kirby and i was like you know i just i feel like we haven't played i haven't had a like a 2d mario game in a bit so i went back and played the last one i started playing mario bros u again which it's quite the glow up on the OLED. It's a really nice game. If nobody's, if you've got the OLED and you haven't looked at it or you never played it or you played it on Wii U, uh, it might be worth another look because it, it gets real, real colorful. And then, Dev, I start playing Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, baby. Cyberpunk <laughs> got its one and a half patch. I, I've got the it. RTX. You're calling it one and a half. It's just 1.5. Whatever. It's, I got, <laughs> the, I got the RTX card. <laughs> I got the RTX card. I was like, finally, I'm going to try this. Dev is a mess. I couldn't get the Epic Games store. I bought on Epic Games store two years ago, whenever it came out, mm-hmm. and I could never get it to play then. So I bought it there. I couldn't get it to launch. It kept crashing. Cyberpunk is flatline. So then folks in the Discord are like, just quit doing the Epic, because I thought it might have been the Epic Games, because every time I launched the game, it would launch Red Launcher, which is like CD mm-hmm. Project Red's their own launcher. It's got witcher and gwent and i was like this is stupid so they're like so buy it somewhere else so i got a a gog key from cd keys for 17 dollars, and mm-hmm. i tried to play it there and i got in at first and then it crashed and i was like oh god this isn't helping either and i'm trying to figure out what it is and i'm like this is i hate this game this game is pissing Drivers. me off i'm never gonna get to play it that's not <laughs> it at all it's dude i found i found the issue I was searching, combing through Reddit, trying to find, you know, flatline. And and, and this is person just on this weird thread. It wasn't even a long thread. He was like, disable um, Nahemic, the Nahemic service. What the hell is it, Nahemic? It's, it's MSI's audio driver. 
Sounds like, like MSI has an audio from. driver service. He was like, disable it. It stops the game services from running. And I was like, let's try it. I disabled it. It works flawlessly across every launcher ever since. <laughs> ah, the full PC experience. <laughs> the full PC experience. So anyway, finally got it fixed. Got it working. Got in. Started with the settings, obviously. Mix and match all the things. I'm playing in 4K, 60 frames a second. It's pretty stable. Um, dips down to maybe 55 at times. At ray tracing set mostly to low, with DLSS set to set to perform uh, uh, balanced, mm-hmm. and I love this game. I am 15 hours into the story, and the story is amazing, and I cannot wait to see it ends. This is not even. I'm surprised because I've always said this. I've I've been. I was always into it because of the visuals, right? The graphics, the mm-hmm. glitchiness, the neon. I'm like, yes, give it to me. Yeah. But this is not my type of game. I never thought it was, and I still don't. It's like a Bioshock game. It's it's there's lots of yes. long dialogue scenes. You're going to characters, you're sitting down, you're going through decision trees. You know, it's not as action oriented. It's not even like it's not action oriented as most open world games are. And it's really honestly, it's not even like and I know what's open world, but it doesn't really feel like an open world game because a lot of it scripts you out of it. You're not just like set loose to go do whatever. They have like some random missions and stuff that are out there, but so far. The game is doing a pretty good job of kind of just being like, hey, just go over there and talk to this person. You mm-hmm. can do this if you want. You can keep killing these random people, but go over there and continue on with the game. But the story, I'm hooked. The story has got me. It's, I'm enthralled. Nice. I don't even know what to say. Who did you start I mean, as? Did you start as a, uh, what is it called? Uh, I'm a nomad. Start as a nomad. Nomad's good. And V is just great, man. And Keanu is great. It's got to be maybe already, I want to say maybe my favorite like celebrity cameo in a game. I had no idea how involved he was, but it's been absolutely fantastic. And I'm just like this whole, I don't even want to, I mean, I, is it, are we okay to spoil things here? Like, I feel like I'm the game just so no, 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 no. It's been out I'm, for like what, I mean, 18 but months? Nobody's, there's a lot of people who haven't played it because they were waiting. I know. I, know. I have not played it. I'm, I'm into the story. It. I'm into the and story. I'm, I'm a, that's why I want to play. I want to see the story. Like I'm, I'm into, into that. That's why I'm into it. Here's what I'm not into: all the gear and all the. I'm like, God, this stuff. There's so. Yeah. I mean, it's such a big RPG. There's so many things. I'm like, I hate this. I just want to. That's the cool. one thing. Like when I've even started, I'm like, I don't. I really don't feel like managing gear in this game. Yeah, like, I there's don't. So do many that. weapons. There's so much trades and shoot and, and destroy things and find the story. Yeah. But I don't feel like having to manage clothes and gear. Like I just don't want to. There's yeah. so many games already that I have. And you do. I'm like, I don't want to do all of that. But I'm doing it because I'm doing it because of the story. I can't believe it. I'm like, there was parts of me, and I'm I'm not willing to say it yet because I, I think I'm almost done with Act Two. So I think I don't, I don't know where that is, but I think I'm halfway. And like, there's parts of me that's like, is this gonna be the damn game of the year? Like, I am loving this. Damn game. <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> like, it's I am really really good. Really into it. Um, I feel which like is hilarious because. Of, of because of this game's history i don't think yeah. people want to feel hear like that. delvin and josh both have been telling us that like yeah, the game no. is really good like there's yeah. a good game in there i remember on review jeff was like i love it and everybody was how is this possible it's completely broken yeah. he's like yeah that's a the lot game of people I who played it on pc were like this game is awesome yeah. it is awesome it is so good like i feel like i'm finally playing uh cd project red's like vision for the game and now that i'm like now with this patch and with my with the new pc dev through the world building like it's so much busier there's people everywhere there's lights everywhere like it's just so much fun it's like 
the world has like a culture, like the ads and the pops and the commercials that are playing and the people and the conversations they're having. Like, I'm just, I fell down the rabbit hole hard, <laughs> like hard on cyberpunk. I was like, uh, do they make a statue for this? I need a statue for this game. At this point. I feel like it's, there's a bunch of them. I feel like I gotta, I gotta find one. I, I gotta do something. I have it's, a Johnny Silverhand one, I think. In my I gotta house find one. I gotta go look it up. It's great. They have a lot of cool stuff for it. It's great. I'm having a blast. Nice. All right, Delvin, what have you been playing? Um, I've just been playing mainly Horizon, which is fantastic. I'm enjoying my time with that. I'm probably like 10, 15 hours into that already. It's, it's so good. It's, it's so beautiful, man. I, I'm enjoying everything about the game. I, don't, I can't talk too much about it because there's so much story stuff into it. Well, you guys mm-hmm. did talk about it on PSXP. If our listeners haven't got a chance to listen, I listened to it. Yeah. I enjoyed listening to you guys talk about it. Definitely check that episode out to get more insight onto how we feel about the game. But to go off of that, something interesting happened this week to me. That's video game related. So, mm-hmm. Monday was President's Day. I told a little bit of this. I told this story of Cadillacs on Mars, but that hasn't come out yet, so I'll tell it here. <laughs> <laughs> Monday was President's Day, so I had to go run some errands and stuff like that because I was off work. So, I went to this pawn shop. It was like this little rinky-dink pawn shop that was in Little Havana, which is like um, a Cuban neighborhood in Miami. I-, I walked inside there. They had a wall full of old gaming consoles. Nice. So, so I'm like, I want a PS3. Yeah. I want to play like I want to play Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand. I want to play Chronicles of Riddick <laughs> and stuff like that. And I don't want to pay a whole bunch of money for it. I I want to play all the old PS3 games that you just can't play anymore. Hey man. So I asked. You've got Spartacus. It's coming. Just wait. <laughs> and, sure. and none of those games will still be on there. <laughs> so right? I'll still be screwed. So I said I said to myself in my head, if this PS3. It's under $100. I'm going to buy it immediately. I asked the guy, because he, he had a bunch of them there, like the slim ones, all the PS3s there, stuff like that. Say, how much is the PS3? Oh, $65. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. let me get that. So I, I immediately got it. Which one and did you also, get? Um, the slim one that doesn't look like a forming grill. Okay. Yeah, no, that's the one the I have. The original slim. The original yeah, the original slim. slim. That's, yes. the, that's like, that's top shelf PS3. That's yep. Yes. I got that it's one. A, Yep. Pristine condition. Looks great. Yep. So the mat. I also Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You need the mat. Yep. I also saw there a Game Boy Color. Ooh. I said, how much is the Game Boy Color? He says 45, but since you're getting the PS3 and since nobody buys any of this stuff from us, I give it to you <laughs> both 400 That's literally nice. what he said, because apparently where I, where it was at, nobody buys any of the video game it's stuff. So taking up space, bunch, man. Yeah, so he just had a bunch of video game stuff there just sitting there. Which game was really color, though? Um, it was the blue one. I think it's the purple okay. one. Okay. The screen's the a little scratched up. Purple? I like, think, in, like atomic purple? I'll, I'll take a picture of it. I'll show it to you. Okay. The screen's scratched up on it, but I looked up that you could just change the screen. Like yeah, the screen apparently pops off easily and you can put a new screen on it. So I ordered a screen for it. I get the PS3 home. It works perfectly with only one problem, with two problems, really. It came, the first problem, which is a major problem, it came with a six axis. Yeah. So like, ugh. I still have one of those. They're, the <laughs> PS3 controllers, if you want a nice one, are hard to come by. Like, I'm really particular about my controllers. I don't buy used controllers, like, ever. <laughs> so yeah. when I got my PS3, I bought a brand new 
PS3 controller, like in oh, 2021. How did you find a brand new one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, well, I'm gonna get to that because I ended up ordering one off of eBay. Yeah, because same. the six axis apparently the battery on is dead, so I can oh, only boy, play it if it's plugged in. Plugged in. Because so I'm like, ah, yeah, I just I just order a new controller. Yep. So I ordered a new controller. I ordered um, I have a, a old hard drive because it's only. I forgot it only has like 120 gigs on the I was hard say drive. 180? Yeah, something like were, that. I think those were 120s. Mm. It's something like that. So I said, let me just order. Just, I have an extra hard drive here from the PS4. So I'll just use that. And I just got, I went into the system, man. And it, it's so much stuff in it I forgot that you could do. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I seen like when I got to my download list, all the movies and stuff that I had yeah. bought. That I couldn't like download to the system. Then you have all the PS Vita games. I'm like, I can hook my Vita up to this and fill it up with games again. <laughs> then you have all of the like the games that just aren't on PS on, on any other system that you can only play like binary domain and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this is great. So I'm just downloading stuff and having a blast. I downloaded um Arkham Origins to it, and oh man, that that um the download system next in the PS3 is a mess. It oh, is it's awful. horrible. It's awful. It is so bad. <laughs> I forgot when I started setting mine up, I forgot not only does it take forever to download them, but then you have to install them. Mm-hmm. And that exactly. takes like just as long as it does to download. It's like, oh, See, God. This yes, is we why are, I don't get rid of systems. I, I was like, we are so PS3. spoiled. What is that kind of game? <laughs> this, this stuff Both of my PS3s awful. have 500 gig, hard, 500 gig hard drives full of stuff. That's what I'm going to do this week with mine because I'm like, man, I got to just get all this stuff on there. And I was just looking at all the games, and I said, let me see if I can still buy games. The store's yeah. still wide open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I have a whole bunch of credit. credit. I was going to buy some games. They were like, oh, you got to do all these lo- hoops. You got to verify your credit card. I'm like, I'm not doing this right now. <laughs> well, they, so I thought I had to buy I thought I had to buy points. Yeah, you have to buy cards. Yeah. You have to, you, you, yeah, you have to buy, you have to buy you have to, you, you, you can only use cards. Mm-hmm. But because I have two-factor authentication, on my systems, you have to verify your credit card that you have on file. To Which use reminds the, the, the card. me, I turned two-factor on because I sold my PS5 for a bunch of money, and I had to turn that on to make sure, just in case. You know, you can never be too sure. Ah, yeah. Smart man. But yeah, I'm so happy. I'm ecstatic. I'm looking up Game Boy cartridges to buy now for this Game Boy. And As he screen. should, I'm Mike. thinking of as he should. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a blast, man. I bought so much shit just for this system. I bought like, bought the Wheel Man for PS3. I bought um Chronicles wow. of Riddick. I'm just going down the rabbit hole, man. I'm all in on this PS3 again. I'm we live in my childhood. Gotta of, get that Metal Gear, man. Early twenties. That's not your childhood. That's not your childhood, sir. <laughs> my early, my early twenties. <laughs> You gotta get the. Um, I have the Metal Gear collection, which you can get on PS3. Oh yeah! It comes with like every game. It's like all of them. Um, and I think I think I'm not sure about this, but I think you can only get like the original Metal Gear Solid, like the PS1. I think you can only get them if you buy the collection. I don't think you can buy them from the store unless you have the disc. Yeah. And a fat yeah. PS3 like me. Yeah. So I, get I the collection. It's not that games. much. 20 30 bucks, yeah. I might just do that because absolutely worth it. It's a you lot get of stuff like, I want to play. You get like 10 games, you get like 10 Metal Gear games, it's like a bunch, they're all there. 
So yeah, and I forgot that there's a lot of PS Classic games on there and PS2 mm-hmm, games you can mm-hmm. just buy and put on the system, like Parasite Eve. So I'm I'm stoked. This is great. Mm-hmm. Fucking fuck Spartacus. Horizon. I don't need that no more. Get all the Persona Hell games. With Horizon. I'm gonna sit here and yes. play PS3. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna play Horizon. I love Horizon. Horizon's the blast. I'm at a really cool point in the game. I don't. I wanted to ask you guys some this. questions about that, if you don't mind. Oh, be, yeah. be our guest. I listened to you guys' conversation since you're both playing it, and I just wanted—I don't even know if they're really good questions. There's more or less some things that I've picked up on listening. Um, I've been, you know, the podcast that I listen to, the reviewers that do podcasts that I listen to. I've been noticing a couple trends. And I just wanted to get okay. your guys' take on them. Um, the first trend, which I think you guys kind of alluded to on your show, was I find it... Okay, first trend that I noticed. I'm really surprised how many people didn't finish Horizon. They either didn't play or didn't finish Horizon. I feel like I'm hearing that constantly, like, this past week. There's so many mm. people that are like, yeah, I didn't play it, or yeah, I played it, but I didn't finish it. So now I'm really into the second one. Um which I, I just, I, that's just a, I'm not, that's not a question. I just found that to be somewhat um, surprising. I was like, man, this was a, such a great game. Can't believe these many people just missed it. But yeah, a lot. I've been hearing a lot of people that are saying that they don't, and I feel it's interesting because I kind of feel like they don't want to say they don't like Aloy, but I'm hearing a lot of people that are like, ah, she's kind of a jerk. Really well, don't I like, like this. I like she's you a know? Jerk. Yeah, yeah, it like, seems to bother be bothering a lot of people. I think it's because like for the stuff that I've heard is that people just want to have more agency over what she says, like instead of just letting. Yeah, they don't like how she's she treating is. everybody else in the game. Yeah, but yeah, when you and the thing is, is like you got to take yourself out of Aloy. Like you're not Aloy; she's her own person. And if you look at like how she grew up, the way she treats people makes perfect sense. Like her character makes sense. Like these decisions and the way she treats people makes perfect sense and i feel like a lot of it to me i'm looking to see if it pays off in the end because i really feel like she's going through like this socialization that she did not have because she was an outcast so she didn't get to have any of like the socialization of how to actually be around people and deal with friends and relationships because she only had rust so like how how is she supposed to know how to actually manage relationships she doesn't so the way she's treating people is evidence of how she's been brought up. So to me, it makes perfect sense. But I feel like a lot of people just want to have more agency over the character when it's like, dude, that you just got to let her be Aloy. Like, you're not Aloy. Mm. You have to just let her be herself and be her character and allow her to actually grow. And That's I don't think people want that to happen. Because so. the second thing I will also noticed. say is funny. Go ahead. What's funny about that is even her compassionate like, because you can pick, like, mm-hmm. assertive, like, diplomatic or compassionate. Even our compassionate, like, responses are a little salty. They're yeah. not, like, actually compassionate. They're like, eh, look, yep. I'm, I feel sorry for you, so I'm going to say this. I don't know if I really mean this. I'm like, oh, that kind of worked for the character. Hmm. It, it totally makes sense for her character. And like, I, I remember in PSXP, you guys yeah. kind of explained it that way, which I I, I, I respect. I just don't think many people are are going down that path with you guys. The second thing that I'm noticing is a large amount of the folks that I listen to or follow. um, They all seem to mention how much they love the game, but then they also all seem to mention how many issues they have with the game, either with the story 
there appears to be like maybe like a major event, like some 10 hours into the game that a lot of people don't seem to like um, that I've picked up on. But even outside of just that minor thing, they don't like uh, like the Forbidden West part of it that I've been hearing a lot. And they're like, it was all forbidden and you're not supposed to go there. But then when you go there, like everybody's there and there's tons of people there. And and I, I don't I'm. I guess the point that I'm starting to pick up on is that everybody like it's nines across the board, right? But it doesn't seem like people are really their takeaways don't seem to almost support like them when they say, I really love this game. I'm wondering how this game will be remembered. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the West, but I I think like the whole idea of it being forbidden, you got to remember how much information does not travel in the world of Horizon. So, like, if yes. you think about the fact where Aloy, the, the village where Aloy came from, she doesn't know. They don't know anything about all of this stuff. It's good. That looks delicious. But they don't know anything about the West. It's just, as far as they know, it's just forbidden. You don't go there. So, of course, like, there's probably people that have been populated all throughout the world. So even though it's forbidden to you and you've never been there and you just take that as word and you don't you don't go outside of these borders... Of course, there's going to be people in the West. Of course, it's 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 forbidden. But like, you know, it's forbidden to talk to Aloy. She's an outcast. Whatever. Like, but you got to remember, there's 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 layers to everything in the game. Like, I, I think it was more like, West, so I don't know, all of these characters that you've known before just all kind of show up with her, like in this new place. If it seems like what it is from what I'm seeing, like, yeah, all of her people that are like, we're not letting you go alone. Like, OK, as much as you're pushing us away. Yeah, and the people. IGN podcast that I shared, back. they talked about that a lot. They were like, just let people help you. And she's all like, no, I'm going to do yeah. this by myself and stuff. Because that's all she knows. Like, well, she's I, the outcast and she's Elizabeth, basically. So she's like, you guys don't mm-hmm. have this, this, the, you don't have this insight that I have. And when I try to explain it to you, you guys refuse to accept it. So well, I, I got this. I, I can say this. There is a story reason why people are show, showing up to the places. Because something happens in the middle of the story where it allows them to go, okay, we can leave this certain barrier okay. to go help you. And that's what I was wondering. Because when I'm listening to them, yet. they're kind of explaining it. Obviously, none of these people, I think, have finished the game yet. So as I'm hearing them, I'm like, there probably is. There's probably more to come when they finish the game. Um, so I was wondering if that pays off. But I just, just it's just trends. I'm not saying good yeah. or bad. It's just things I'm picking up on. I'm like, wow, this is, because I've heard it in multiple places, too across multiple mm-hmm. different outlets. I'm like, this is interesting because it doesn't feel like that Sony game of the year, widely adopted. Everybody's like, Oh my God, it's, you know, I love it. Like experience that I think a lot of people there, at least that I was expecting to be and and mm-hmm. probably think that it is, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm very excited to play it. I, I would be playing it when it comes to PC. I wanted to play it, but the, the PS five law was too strong to have. I'm sorry. It was just too much. I couldn't pass on it. Um, but I, 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 I'm the only thing now. that I really want to hear because I'll be looking forward to your guys' thoughts um, over the next few weeks as you guys can keep keep playing it or months in Dev's case if he's going to play it until yeah. June. Um, my biggest thing that I would like to know, no spoilers, but I would like to know, like, I would love to know, does this does this set up for a long like, is this another is this a franchise running on Horizon three, four or five? Or I would like to know, like, or is this do they maybe kind of close the door on this somewhat? To, to 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 pull away from this going forward because it seems well another thing that i've heard a lot of the reviewers say is it seems like they've thrown a ton of stuff into this game like they've just basically grabbed all kinds of stuff that you take from like open worlds and they've just horizon has it all 
It's got tons of armor. It's got tons of weapons. It's got tons of classes and loadouts. It's got the glider and it's got the parkour and it's the hook shot. Like it just seems like it's got everything. So um, some of the some of the discussions I've heard was made me was making me think like the the way they were describing. It, I was like, is this like a last hurrah, or is it like they building towards something new? I guess. Like, is there like a hook like- here or? What I'm playing so far, I feel like they're building out the universe. Like, hey, okay. this is just another yeah. part of Aloy's story, but you're going to meet these other characters and this help them flesh out this universe and mm-hmm. all these cool things that you, that's in the universe. And I think that's what really it really is. Like, the story to me is enthralling. I, I'm enjoying the story a lot. If you pay attention to the little elements of the story, you can catch certain things that's going on. Not only with Aloy, but with the world in general. So mm-hmm. I appreciate the hat tip to me on PSXP, by the way, because with Grouchy, it's not. I didn't recommend that he play two and skip the first one because I didn't like the first one. I liked the first game, as you guys know. I always said that mm-hmm. I really liked the first game. It's just that I knew I already knew about how Horizon Two onboards people that didn't play the first one, and as yeah. I understand it, it's just a much better version of Horizon. So to me, I thought it was especially knowing Grouchy because Grouchy asked it. I was like. He's not going to play them both. <laughs> so play the good one. Yeah. Like play the better one. Play the best version of it. And then if you really like it, then go back. But play no, like I said, the recap is a the recap think is it'll, really, it'll two, really good. It'll taint it. If you play two, do not go back and play one because of how like like two is basically like perfected. It's per, it's horizon perfected. So if you go back and try to play the first one, like the systems that you're used to, is you're going to see like all the. You're gonna see it's just gonna that, feel yeah. like a slog, yeah. So yeah. I would I would not recommend that two and sense. one. That's exciting. That's what I was always I, hoping it was I going think to be. That two does a really good job of recapping one, so that you don't really have to replay one if you had if you if you did. Yes. Like I think it does a good job of recapping awesome. the story. Um, and to Delvin's point, yeah, I think they're I think they're building out the universe, especially if you read some of the like the the logs, some of the files that you, that they give you. Like there was a lot more going on just in the world before her before you know everything broke down before Zero Dawn happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that they're alluding to it, and it really is setting up like this massive universe that you can okay. do a heck of a lot more in. Like this is just we're going to the Forbidden West, and it's opening up more doors to go elsewhere and do more with to the, the Horizon universe. Yeah, yes. that's what it feels like. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, that's exciting, guys. I'm 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 excited to play it. I'll be playing when it comes to PC. I hope it doesn't come to PC just, it just will. for that. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's gonna You're going to be spiteful. forced to buy a PlayStation. Because nope. you know what? Because again, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have to suffer for again, just like God of War and Horizon and everything, how great it is on PC. It's like, it's so much better. <laughs> See, I, I, I don't know. It, no, it, you it runs, do. It runs great. Because with all the other great. ones, you're like, I'm going to play it again because it's so much. It's so good on PC. But I didn't. And I'm not going to. But I will. You know I don't replay but I will. games. I'm, I'll be your other half, man. I'll be your other half. Shake and bake. I'll you wouldn't wait that long, though. It's gonna be a minute. I, I'm not really in a. Here's the thing. I never. Wild, so we can wait. I, I I never loved Horizon. I like Horizon. I don't want it to sound like I don't. Dev, I think Dev accurately portrayed this. Back when Horizon and Breath of the Wild came out, obviously everybody knows how much I love Breath of the Wild. I think I got painted into this corner as, oh, he likes Breath of the Wild. He doesn't like Horizon. That was never the case, and I fought that like almost the entire way. I always said. Horizon's great. I had a great. I finished the game. I beat the game. Which apparently a lot of people didn't. A lot of people did it, right? So it's like, don't don't throw me in that loop. I just didn't. It's not God of the War. It's not Uncharted Four. I didn't love the game. I thought it was a really good game. It's better than Days Gone, 
It's better than Order 1886. It's not trash. It's a very, very good game. But to me, I didn't love Horizon like I think a lot of our community does. We have a lot mm-hmm. of people on PS3. Do they love I Horizon? Loved, Josh Horizon. loves Horizon. You know, Elaine amazing. loves Horizon. I think sometimes when you don't share that admiration, you can be buried by it. You know, because like, oh, if you don't love it, you yeah. must hate it. It's like, no, 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 no. I like it a lot. It's great. I liked it for the combat. I thought Horizon's combat was stellar. I What's love so beating the shit out the of The way you played it, I feel like that is the worst part I of think the Kyle, combat. Kyle always said that too. Like Kyle used like, to say, but I yeah, the it. melee is quite honestly the like worst such part of it. Badass. It was so, so well, You'll rewarding. be very pleased to know there is a whole melee tree. Like That's the melee good. is way better in this one. PSXP had me a little so, scared. So much more. Well, it's because I, th- I feel like all of us like the more of the actual well it just sounded like that type of stuff. really yes. complex it sounded like oh, it was a lot going and that kind of scares me because i'm like it is in the sense of like there are builds like if you if you want to just do melee just get all the melee stuff so okay. you can literally just spec okay. completely no. into the melee so i don't have to worry about having gear. 18 bows and traps and all i can just beat beat up fools you can just beat yes, people i mean you're probably gonna have to use awesome. some of the other stuff but i need a hammer i mean because I don't know if there's there's not a hammer. I need a- Aloy to be basically like my javelin from Anthem. Like, so just you just want to be you want to be Aaron is basically what it is. You you want to be Aaron. <laughs> so let's just give you Horizon Zero whatever with Aaron as the main character instead of Aloy because he walks around with a giant. Dude, hammer. those saber tooth machines punching one of them in the face as it charged you was such a powerful feeling. It's like oh you think you're the badass I hear but you're wrong. <laughs> never gets you close. don't know shit. <laughs> I'm the king of this jungle. <laughs> I, I will say that there's some pretty cool weapons in the game. That's awesome. Really, really cool that I, I like a lot. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's like javelins and things like that that you're like, holy crap, this is actually Delvin, fun. the question that the listeners really want to know is how much, how, how much is it like Breath of the Wild? God damn it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Not even close. <laughs> moving the fuck on. <laughs> Does it have shrines? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know it. Do- yeah. I know. I already knew it does. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's the better Breath of the Wild. I can't stand that game. I really. I don't think. You, here's the thing. I actually think you're probably right. Just I mean, production value alone and what they're doing, it does. Uh, in all seriousness, Horizon and Breath of the Wild shared a lot of similarities. Not tons, but a lot. Not basic design, but similarities. I honestly, when I saw, I've already said this, and I don't mean it, I mean it as a, I mean this as a term of endearment, like appreciation. I honestly think Horizon 2 looks a lot like they looked at Breath of the Wild, they took the, they cherry picked the best things from it, and they added it to Horizon, and I think you might be right. It might be the better Breath of the Wild. I haven't played it yet, so I can't say, but when I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, I see a lot, I know those (laughs) mechanics, those mechanics and similarities are there. It's just it didn't bigger, give me grander. No damn stamina bar. Thank more beautiful. Lord. I, I got the patch out. Stamina. I got the patch out today. I want. I was gonna. Does that improve your uh, performance mode at all? The resolution, your performance. Did you see the patch came out today? I didn't resident? see anything about a patch. But the, oh, yeah. the performance mode, the the it's only during cutscenes. But I think it's because there's so much on screen that if you do it in the performance mode in order to get it to keep running at sixty, they got to drop the resolution because there's so much going on on the screen in those cutscenes. Um, so yeah, I just dropped those to, to resolution. 
I definitely, I mean, it's been a long show. It's going to be a long show. And here's the thing, guys, I closed my refinance today. I got rid of my kids. I'm here for a long show if you are. So I'm, yeah. I'm having fun. I'm, I'm not, in a, I'm not in a I'm rush. Good with it. I'm not in a rush either. I'm, I'm, um, I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm having, a, I'm having, a, I'm having a, not a great day. Cause I started the day at like 3 AM. I couldn't sleep. Oof. I had a lot to do. I had to get to work early so I could get off early so I could go do the closing. So it's been a long day. So I'm not like super energetic, but I'm just in a good feel good mood. Um, are you a little concerned that we're, we're what, how, what are we a year to what, how far are we into this, these new consoles? Uh, almost well, 18 months. It'll be two yeah. years. It'll be two years in November. This fall. So, yeah. 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 It's been a trend. I said this in our PC thing. It's a big reason why I went PC. It's not just dying light. It's been a trend. It was totally fine at launch, but as more and more games come out, it's definitely becoming the norm where we keep seeing, you know, like we get the dynamic modes. I'm really happy that Miles Morales mm-hmm. is like shining star example of what we want and ratchet but most mm-hmm. games aren't that we get the 4k 30 option or we get the 1440 1080 60 option mm-hmm. bothers me like that's a big reason like i didn't want those options like i'm not super happy now i don't want to i want to be clear mm-hmm. before people are like oh you just got rid of your ps5 and that's why you're saying this it's not i'm no. saying this about xbox too honestly more about xbox than even the other one it's just that at the start of this generation, by upgrading the CPU and the SSDs, there seemed to be so much overhead that, like, the promise of this generation is this was supposed to be the one where we could have it all. The Pro and the the One X, those were the pick your poison consoles. These were supposed to be the poison. It wasn't pick your all. poison because you couldn't even get sixty frames out of those. It was just I play like, a lot of a games little, at sixty on a, the One X. Here's a little res boost. Here's a little res boost. That's but like it. these. I was really like, I thought 4K 60 was going to be the norm. 4K 60 or 1080, you know, 1080 120 or like 4K dynamic, but with all the ray tracing and stuff. And it's just, it doesn't well, seem like that the overhead is there yet. Forget the ray tracing simply because it's AMD. AMD does not good have point. a good, they don't good do a good job of, of ray tracing. It's also, you got to remember, it's system on a chip. You don't have the dedicated CPU and a dedicated GPU. It's a whole system on a chip. So, you're, you're dealing with that issue and the fact that a lot of the games that we're playing now are still games that were developed mainly during the pandemic. So working yeah. from home. So you still have a lot of that stuff. where And, and exactly. And cross-gen. Remember, Horizon started off being developed for PS4. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're, you're I don't think I'm not I'm not terribly worried about it, um, mainly because like we're still. And I don't mean to be gen- alarmist. Yeah. It's just yeah, the, the I, architectures are so similar. It's just like, I, I just, I was expecting more. I wasn't, I, I'm not surprised by it at all. Just because again, it's still early and it's still early in the console's life cycle. And the fact that a lot of games were developed from home and still with backwards compatibility in mind, especially yeah. once we found out that like, there's just chip shortage and all of the other issues. It's like, okay, we really got to scale these games. If we want to be able to maximize their potential right now, we have to also develop them for PS4. So then, or PS4 and like Series S and all the other stuff. So then it ends up, you know, taking kind of a backseat to optimize completely for the newer stuff. Cause you got to take, spec. yeah, you got to decide, okay, I have this much time. What do I want to, what do I want to do? Because we know it can be done. It's a matter of time. And where do I want to put that time right now? Yeah. But with these, with these architectures, they're basically the same. They're just upgraded hardware. 
So you're basically, when we talked about this leading up to it, we're basically just boosting up sliders. I know that's a simplistic way of looking at it, but I mean, it really, it really is that they support these, these different configurations on PC all the time. I really think, I think the evidence, I think the evidence has shown that the overhead for a lot of like, say like most open world games to be a steady 4k 60 is, is difficult already. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just wondering how that goes farther. And I don't blame the consoles. Honestly, I, I think like when I look at really good examples, like I, I shouted out Miles Morales. I'd also look at like Valhalla. Oh, it's awesome on console. It's great. Um, those are really good examples of what can be done. I'm just wondering, I think, and I've always said this, like when it comes to devs, dude, they're just going to push the graphics. Like every time you give them more hardware, they're just like, we're going to make it prettier because it sells pretty sells so much more copies than frames i know we say that we want performance and all that but like dude when they put a pretty trailer on youtube that's what gets people that's what hooks people well what's funny is the trailer for like horizon like the state of play doesn't even look that good the actual game looks a hell of a lot better than that yeah. trailer did and that's in the yeah. performance mode oh i've like, seen the photo looks... modes like the photo pics that people are sharing on twitter are even the, the performance mode outside of like that one pic that i showed you like there's there are there are times when the resolution dips but otherwise like it looks and plays incredibly well that's like good. It is it is amazing. Like it is amazing how how well this game acts like Ratchet well. Miles Morales goes to Sushima. Oh my god, absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. And it's only gonna get better. Like again, like this game was developed in a pandemic and there's gonna be patches and it's going to get better. So I'm not I'm not terribly worried about, you know, not f- being able to really get to a lot of games where they're running at a four K sixty, even if it's a dynamic four K checkerboard at sixty. Uh, for, check board yeah, no, no, I don't mean to come off as a snob. I, I know maybe there's people no, out there. I get I, it. I always think that people say that, but like 1600, 1800, like that's good. But like when you start dipping to 14 and 10, it's like, ugh. yeah, well, we paid $500 for yeah. these consoles. We're supposed to be way beyond that now. <laughs> yeah. That's the stuff that really yeah. gets me. Like Dying Light, yeah. Dying Light on consoles, kind of, it's no thanks. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure it'll get better. I'm sure eventually. Don't we usually get, on, on, the, get like the best of that, like near the end of the console generation? Yeah, I mean, as these developers that. use more and more um, as they develop their toolkits to optimize. And I don't mean to, you're, that has always been the case. And I think people are putting a lot of faith that that will be the case. And I'm not pushing back. The only caveat, if you will, is that I'll bring up is that a lot of these tools and a lot of the architecture is the same. It just has more horsepower. This isn't a complete like new generation. It's like a continuation of the last. It's a better last generation. That makes sense. It's not like before. It's not like GameCube and 360. Like it's not that. It's different because these are both the PS4, the PS5, and the Xbox One and the series. These are basically PCs. Is the same thing. It's just better. Diminishing returns. Yeah, that's that's it. Basically, what it is. You're getting so it's not like they're like, oh, we've got to learn how to program for the PS5. That's not. They're not doing that. They may have to optimize some tools. They might need to, you know, adjust their engines, but they're not worried about it. That's not a concern. They're not like, how do we figure out the cell processor? That's not a part of yeah. this equation. Because even on like high-end PCs, a lot of time, it's hard to get a really stable, like rock solid 4K 60, especially when you throw in like any kind of ray tracing and stuff. Without DLSS, it definitely wouldn't happen. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> other thing. Like the, the PS5 nor the Xbox have DLSS because it's AMD. They have the FSR, which yeah. just isn't as good as DLSS. 
even with DLSS, ray tracing really tanks it. Well, I mm-hmm. tried playing Cyberpunk with full, like max full ray tracing is gorgeous to look at. And it runs like poo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not playing this game like this. No yep. thanks. But yep. you know me, Dev. I've always said I'll, I'll trade ray tracing for performance any day. I mean, it I'm looks pretty, but you I don't need me. it that I, bad. I need, my, I need my frames. I yeah. need my frames, plain and simple. And I'm glad that people are starting to come around and realize, like, when you once you started playing in 60, and then you go back and try and play in 30, it's like, ooh, this is a slideshow. This is... This is not comfortable. To it feels play. jerky. It's like janky. It it's does. like stuttery. Yeah. You're like, what is it's like you're running in molasses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like that, Dan. <laughs> you ruined me. You <laughs> fucking broke me. <laughs> We've enlightened I'm you. So I was happy. <laughs> We've shown you the light. We've right. I've opened the door and now you you've you've walked through it. There's no going. First back, you so. were blind. Now you can see. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. So many of our listeners are like, I want to stay blind, damn it. Don't do this to me. Right. <laughs> right. That, that was me I in just, Nintendo Shack. <laughs> they don't they know not what they speak. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know any better. It's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Come on, just come come and adopt the church of unlimited frames. It's okay. Oh, it's so it's good. Okay. We love you here. We want Dying Light's beautiful. Cyberpunk is beautiful. 4K60. Oh my god, just it looks amazing on console. Like the, with this patch, it? it is. It looks and Perfect. plays so fucking good. Does it like, do uh, cool things with the controller? Probably. Because one thing so we didn't used... talk about, Dev. So I bought these headphones. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, I yeah, got these yeah. Razer headphones. Did you see these, Delvin? No, I didn't. You know, see he don't those. pay attention. You don't pay attention, especially just, not the PC nah. area. I just bought this these this week. Here's the cool thing about these headphones. They're not the best headphones you can buy. I'm not here. I'm not about to tell you how great games sound. Delvin, they have haptic feedback. My headphones oh, rumble. That's cool. When I shoot or drive, my headphones rumble. When bass plays in music, they shake. They vibrate. That is and, really cool. And it's haptics. It's not just like rumble motors. It's legit haptics. Yeah. They scale up and down with the intensity of the bass. And I'm not here to tell you it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. I will tell you it's an experience. It's like bringing a piece of VR with you to like every game that you have. Uh, I played Cyberpunk with it earlier. A downside to this, De- Delvin or Dev, and anybody that's listening, is one downside that I noticed just playing Cyberpunk really quickly. It doesn't. I wish I could set it to only vibrate like on sound effects or music. It doesn't. It just does both. So if you're playing in a game that has sound effects and music, it can just like jargle together. So uh, I turn the music down. Like in Cyberpunk, I was like, turn the music mm-hmm. way, 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 way down. So, but driving, feeling the vibration on your ears, like on your head while you're driving and in the controller and the rumble is a pretty immersive experience. What's the name of those headphones? These are the, the... the Razer Nari Ultimates. Is what yeah. they're called with the hypersense. That's with what the hypersense. That's what Razor calls their haptic feedback. Yeah, uh, because me and Dev are constantly talking. Dev knows that I got these headphones <laughs> for thirty dollars. Oh, you <laughs> got them for steel. They're two hundred normally. I'm looking They've been at it out right since now, yeah. I think twenty eighteen. They're on sale right now, like Best Buy for like one fifty. Unless you I got them, Donnie. 
in the Amazon warehouse, stupid. they were like new condition refurbished for 60 bucks and i had 30 dollars amazon points and i was like i want to give these a try because i wanted to up my headphone game what i wanted is i wanted rgb headphones i've rgb'd everything i got new lights got new desk pad i want rgb headphones and then i found that these had vibration link haptics and i was like well that's interesting i've never experienced anything and again i don't think it's for everybody but it's definitely really cool like it's definitely something it's definitely something you've huh. never experienced before it's different did you sell your Arctis? No, I still got them. If anybody wants them, because you could just buy the cable and then you'll have RGB headphones. You don't have to use them. Yeah, nah, I'm done. <laughs> but they can uh, be light up on your. You desk also know that I I wanted wireless ones. I wanted wireless headphones. Yeah, I sit at a desk. I don't need wireless. Nah, I do. I, I got need, too much I stuff. Fidelity. I got, I I got too many fidelity. drinks. But it's cool, man. It's really like when I was shooting. Oh, they have a sound test in the Razer software where you hear a helicopter blade like twirl and you can hear it going all the way around you as it starts to shake and thump. And I was like, honestly, I, I put it, I put it on Jack's head and he looked at me and I was like, do call of duty is going to be fucking lit. <laughs> like That's I have awesome. got to play a pair. I've got to play call of duty with these headphones as soon as possible. <laughs> it's really, really cool. So I wonder if they work for, I wonder if all the haptics and stuff actually will work on PS4. Five or anything. I wonder if that only works I doubt on it. PC with. I like, bet the with the software app, and yeah. in the software you can you can ratchet up the haptics or turn them down. I will say, as some I've tested music, uh, video, music, and games. I do think that if you're if if you're out there listening and you're you're interested in trying it, I would encourage you to try it because I think it's worth trying. I do think it's something you will adjust based on what you're doing. Like I won't play. I won't have the same settings that I do for a shooter. When I'm listening to music, when I'm playing, you know, an indie game or something like like it's something you're gonna have to play with. So if you don't want to do that, don't get these. If you don't want to just want to plug them in and go, if these aren't for you. But if you're like, that sounds really cool. I want like a more immersive experience. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for me not to not to play with these on now. Um, I don't know. It just they makes do? like it makes like your scalp tingle, Dev. <laughs> like, it's just like, they do make the the, the for the Xbox One. So oh, that's cool. Maybe. I didn't even know. Oh. Yep. And they glow. <laughs> got to get the RGB, man. You got to have the RGB. Got to have it. You're, everything. You're RGB, RGB, everything. RGB, all the things. Dev, I love I like this it. monitor. That sounds cool. That you picked out? Yeah. I have I have an upgrade for you. Whenever, you, whenever you're ready. Whenever you you wanna, were spot on, man. You want to move up. When you sit 18 inches away from it, it's so big. I, I I tried to explain to you. I don't so. want to sit at my desk and game. Mm. Oh, I got a new chair. My my work bought me a chair. I told my boss, I was like, dude, my ass is killing me. I sit at this computer all day. Can you get me a chair? He sent me one of our, uh, not one of our, he went to our provider who gives our dispatchers chairs. And they had one shipped to my house. <laughs> oh, that's Lovely. cool. It's a 24-7 chair. Like, it's built to be sat in all day. All the time, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. All right. We've uh, moseyed around this long enough. Donnie, let's get into this news. Let's try to do this. Yeah. Let's try to do the news somewhat quickly. Um, but before we do, I definitely want to just remind everybody if you're out there and you would like to submit in a clip for the news, that we are all, you'll take all comers. So uh, you can be like one of our many friends. 
Hey PSVG, this is Jesse from The Last of Us Part 2. What's happening this week in video games? Did that play for anybody? Yeah. Yeah, I did saw it. it. Didn't play yeah, for yeah. me at all. It's completely frozen. I mean, wow. the first time you did like Sean's, I didn't see that one either. But ah, damn it, Melon. All right. Uh, <laughs> Capcom's countdown timer ended, which gave us our first look at Street Fighter VI with Ryu and Luke. No platforms date or anything was confirmed beyond them f- them saying that more is coming this summer. Which great, fantastic. Thanks, Capcom. Um, called it. Really, really need yeah, a, you, get, you need a countdown for that, right, guys? I called it. I told you exactly what was happening. I said, look, yeah. the Capcom Cup is happening right now with Street Fighter. Its countdown ends at that time. It's going to be Street Fighter Six. Yeah, I knew it was going to be yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah. Uh, they also announced the Capcom Fighting Collection. For PC and consoles, it comes June. It's $40. If you pay $60, you'll get Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection bundled in. This will feature 10 games across the Dark Stalkers, Night Warriors, Vampire Hunter, Red Earth, Cyberbots, Super Gem, and Super Puzzle Fighter, as well as Hyper Street Fighter 2. They'll all come with online play and a rollback netcode. I'm so excited for Dark Stalkers. I'm so happy. I've I've loved Dark Stalkers forever. So I'm very excited about this. Plus, the I think the Vampire Hunter, Red Earth, and Cyberbots are all games that did not come to the West. Yeah, so I was hearing that Dark Japan Stalkers only. never came over. And the Red Earth is actually an RPG. So oh. that ought to be real interesting. And then the the Super Gym and the Super Puzzle Fighter. I know a lot of people who love those games, so I think it's awesome that they're finally coming out in another rendition. I didn't know about half of these games until they were announced, and I don't care that they've been announced. So that's my stance on it. How about you, Delvin? I'm excited to play them. I, I used to like Darkstalkers and stuff like that. I like the nice. Capcom fighting games. They they don't make them like that no more. So No, they don't. They kind of gave up. They're just like, they we're still gonna releasing Fighter like Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2 constantly. <laughs> yeah, just those. That's it. Like, that was an era where Capcom was like, we're going to just make a fighting game out of anything. And, and they, they did it. And yeah, we're not, we're not doing it anymore. That is true. Just how much the gaming industry used to just be like, we'll just copy and paste like everything mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Like, they could never yeah. get away with that anymore. Yep, there's so many Street Fighter clones. I really wish they just like re-release, redo Marvel versus Capcom 2, please. That's the one. Infinite yeah, that, and 3 mm-hmm. were trash. I'm really yeah. surprised that they haven't done that with all the Marvel push that's been going on. Same. I, I imagine it's probably some crazy licensing deal like licensing. they can't afford. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter 6's logo has come over heavy scrutiny when uh, they've got their very generic SF in a hexagon emblem. Which yeah, is trash. basically an asset that you can buy off Adobe Premiere. <laughs> like they just <laughs> went to a free trademark site and gave them what eighteen dollars for license fee, and then slapped a little six on it. We could have done a better job at designing Street Fighter's logo than that. Bmox would have nailed it out Mox, of the park for real. I'm like, this is embarrassing. Ahead. It is embarrassing it's, that it's Capcom did this for a logo. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute it's real, trash. It's real bad. Um. Oh, fun news. This came out yesterday. Reportedly, Activision will give Treyarch's Call of Duty game, previously thought to be lined up for 2023, more time in the hoppers. It's now expected to come out in 2024. This comes via Bloomberg and Jason Schreier. Activision is reportedly working on other projects to fill the gap next year, including, quote, a steady stream of additional content for this year's Call of Duty game, Modern Warfare 2. 
and a new free-to-play online title, which I thought was just going to be Warzone 2, but then, as I shared earlier in the leaks and stuff, there's a lot of stuff people talking about it might be a free-to-play zombies game, which would be cool. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So do you um, just add a zombies mode to, to to whatever, what is it called? Warzone has had Warzone zombies Warzone. events, but I guess like a free-to-play zombies would have like a more dedicated you know, support. Because zombies is kind of a throw-in part of it, but... This will make the first time in under two decades that Call of Duty has not had an annual release, which is thank God we should all big, be clapping for this. A big part of the industry, yeah. Like, thank you. That's great. We don't need Call of Duty every fucking year. We talked about this. Else. We talked yeah. about this when they were bought. We talked about this with Jeff. There's a lot of things here. I got into arguing with Kevin about this last night in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, you um, <laughs> people think it's heated. I don't. Um, but I mean. Look, I don't want to. Th- I don't want to use Kevin as my soundboard. Kevin's not alone. There's a lot of people that are like, "Well, this is because of the acquisition." I don't think that. I think it's a very no. cynical way of looking at it. Um, if if you want me to defend it, I think it's. I think there are obvious things that have already happened that you could look at as more evidence as to why this is happening than that. I would mm-hmm. start with. Um, remember that Treyarch got booted off their game. Treyarch was working. Cold War, um, or no, I'm sorry, Sledgehammer was working Cold War. Treyarch had to step in to finish it, right? Like they had to come in and do that. Um, that was the reverse. No, no, Sledgehammer was working on it with Raven. Treyarch had to come in. So Treyarch is they just shipped a game, Cold War, like two years ago, right? I'm pretty sure that's right. I thought Treyarch did was no, because Sledgehammer Treyarch... just did Sledgehammer just Vanguard, did Vanguard. Right? Right, yeah. so Treyarch, it, Treyarch was working on Cold War. Treyarch, Cold War, and Black Ops is Treyarch. Cold Sledgehammer War, did Vanguard. No, right, you're right. But Cold War started as Sledgehammer and Raven's project, it and did? they weren't gonna right. make it. There was like, there's like this whole. There was like a year before Cold War came out. There was this big Jason Schreier article where he was like, Sledgehammer is getting booted off their project because it's not working. Like it's not coming together. And then Treyarch came in and saved the day. So Treyarch had to come in to save that game. And now they're up to to ship another game just two years later. Like they, yeah, they probably need time because um, they just did that one. Plus, as as we've already seen, basically since Call since Activision has launched Warzone, right? These Call of Duty games have suffered. Um, if they're not bad, they're selling well, but the sales are lagging, right? The yes. the performance and the reviews are lagging to their standard. Like, I think you, there's a really strong case to be made that Activision has had a really hard time supporting Warzone and the annual release mm-hmm. and Call of Duty Mobile, even with all of their studios working on it. And we've, Jeff talked to us about, Jeff already came on our show when they bought him, and he said then Activision has had a hard time fueling the Call of Duty machine. They can't keep people. They can't find people to replace people. They're having a hard time with talent, like just keeping talent on board and keeping this machine going. We talked about it. They've bled the stone dry. They've wretched like every drop of blood from Call of Duty that they could to make their shareholder price as strong as it could. And that's a big part of the reason why they sell. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Kotick's issues is a big part of it too. But another big part of it was they realize that in the coming years, that this was going to have to happen and the shareholders were going to be happy. But they want that annual Call of Duty money. Um, and Donnie so. was right. I verified it. Cold War was originally a sledgehammer game. Yeah, yeah. I looked it up too. Yeah, so I think 
I think there's a, if you take a, you look at what's happened, this makes a ton of sense. This isn't yeah. because they don't want to make the game. This isn't because Activision wants to save the money. This isn't because they're like, well, Microsoft will come in and they'll change it or they could change it and we don't want to spend it. They're not going to pay Treyarch to not do anything. They're working on the game. They just need more time. Games are hard, even Call of Duty. Yes. Especially you know, Call of like, Duty at this point because yeah. they, they're just not selling like they I'm not. To. And look, here's the thing. I'm not saying I'm right. I don't know. Nobody knows. That's the point. I, that, honestly, that's what I'm saying is that nobody knows. But I think there's a lot of evidence here to point to that versus just kind of making up some speculation. It's sexier to say Microsoft on that, but they that's that they can't have a say in it. Yeah. They can't. They can't, they can't have an a say into it until they take over. It actually goes down. Yeah. Like Yep. Yep. This is I feel like this I, is good. I was news, reading honestly. I was this reading that um is good for Activision, but it's bad for video game companies because they're gonna have that big hole where Revenue will be coming in for video games and it's not going to be there. Matt Piscatella posted a thread where he said that he thinks that this could push more people down the look. It's another stepping stone to we're not releasing the big product. We're releasing a product and then we're supporting it with microtransactions. It's more of a service type support model, which is what we're already seeing. It's what we're seeing with Warzone. It's what we've seen with Fortnite, but it's what we're seeing with Assassin's Creed and Infinite. And it's what we're seeing with Destiny and it's what we're seeing with Far Cry. And if you're worried about that being the model, Matt Piscatella said that in Call of Duty not being there and doing this is going to push people more that way, push more people to digital, push more people to microtransactions. I think there's some. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, he's right. Whether or not that's permanent, I think is open for debate. But he is I right. I feel like it, it gives other games a chance to actually breathe in that space. I think you might actually see people pick up other games. I bet you Battlefield is like, God dang it, if we didn't just wait two years. Dude, Battlefield. Actually, I told you, and I'm not saying this to say I was space. right, but I kept telling everybody, I was like, Battlefield looks rough. <laughs> like, to so the whole yeah. thing, and everybody was like, I got, you know, Battlefield, there are people excited, and it they have screwed the Pooch, <laughs> they just ruined. Once they said it was no campaign, I'm like I'm out. I can't do it. Of course, and and I was with you, but it was even beyond that. I even kept saying beyond that, I was like guys, this doesn't look good. <laughs> just the game, yeah, everything just doesn't bad. look great, and it's boy, is it? It's just been a nightmare. <laughs> I had a friend of mine one the so right, copy. Dev. I'm like, you can you can have my copy. I'm like, nah, yeah, I'm good. Do people are you big bad? They're super, <laughs> and then they delayed all of the progression and all the season updates and mm-hmm. like. Two people are pissed. There's a huge petition for trying to get refunds for it too yeah. right now. And that's the thing. If you're going to take the campaign out and focus completely on multiplayer, it's you be have superb. to deliver. It has to be flawless, yeah. You have to deliver. You can't just do that and just be like, ah, they'll be there. You have, no, to, service. You have to service the player. That's how that works. If you don't, yeah. then this is what happens. Especially when you're the stepchild to begin with. Like, yeah. Battlefield is is the stepchild. Let's just call it what it is. It's the they alternative. Are not the marquee. It's the alternative. Exactly. It's the alternative. So if you're the alternative and you ain't hitting on all cylinders, it's not going. It's not going to end well for you. So. I miss Medal yeah. of Honor. Um, but Dev, I think you make a good point. Maybe some folks that were planning on vacating a window, like, hey, can we get there before Black Friday? Can yeah, we be? Can I- we get in there? Some of these games that are coming out in February, we could have just like <laughs> I, let's not do this next let's not do this next year. Let's I not wouldn't put be shocked at all. Like, let's move some stuff. It would be really, really smart. Like if you're EA to be like, can we remaster battle like bad company? Can we get a remaster out in this window? 
I was gonna say Battlefront. I yeah. just put Battlefront out around that time. Yeah, yeah. we don't. We don't need another Battlefront remaster. I think. I think. If, I think remastering a game like off of this news, if you can remaster a, a military shooter and put it in that window, Titanfall. It makes a lot of Titanfall two. Yeah, Titanfall. Please, Rainbow Titanfall Six. Two. Titanfall three. Please. Do you like Rainbow Six Vegas? Spec Ops, like anything, just grab one of those, pretty, pretty it up, and put it out in that window. You might make yourself a pretty penny off of it. This uh, is a big deal. Say, don't say Rainbow Six because that's Ubisoft. They're gonna go ahead and throw some NFTs in there. They punch. Oh houses. God, make a live service. <laughs> version. Um, anyway, Call of Duty. Um, I'm I I applaud the move. This has been long overdue, and uh, I hope Call of Duty's better for it. Another thing that I was gonna say, I didn't write it down, but I was gonna. It just hit me. In addition to all of the issues they've had with the studios that we've already covered, we've also seen their campaign shrink and shrink and shrink since Infinite Warfare. Getting them off of their annual cycle might mean that they can actually get back to giving us a a proper Call of Duty campaign. Not yeah. Infinite Warfare, but like Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare. Uh, I'm excited you know? for that this year. I'm really yeah. excited. Oh, so, Modern Warfare was so good. Yeah, and Modern Warfare 2 is going to be great. And yeah, and to be clear... Folks, the Call of Duty is coming out this year. Infinity, Infinity Ward is working on Modern Warfare 2, the sequel to the 2019 reboot. That's this year. That's not the game we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're talking about an unannounced Call of Duty for next year from Treyarch. So Infinity yeah. Ward does Modern Warfare. Sledgehammer does Vanguard and Advanced Warfare. And Treyarch does Black Ops and Cold War. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. PlayStation showed off PSVR 2 this week via the PlayStation blog. Um, there was a big focus on ergonomics, comfort. It's lighter. It's slimmer. has an adjustable headband. Um, has an adjustable scope and headphone port. has a new lens adjustment dial, a new built-in motor, and new vent that helps uh, it not to fog up as much. And they showed off what it looks like. It looks like the PS5. It's got the white. Um, they showed the controllers. It's got the halo rings um, that you attach to um delvin i think you're the only one of us that are still planning on getting this yep right? yeah it looks great yeah it looks great it looks better than the original one did it looks more like a mm-hmm. vr system as opposed to a toy so i'm excited for it it looks looks smoother a lot more day one aerodynamic day one yeah you know Definitely. he's gonna be there day one that's exciting that's cool man i hope it's I hope it's everything i hope they have a big lineup and i want vr to succeed i always have I, I do too. I want I, VR I to succeed it. so it can become the the Halo, the Halo deck. That's what I want. Just the, the Halo deck from Star Trek. Holodeck, That's all yeah. I want. Yeah. My concern, <laughs> my concern still remains. I don't, I don't know if Sony can support a very fruitful console space and a very fruitful VR space. That's always been my. Concern. I don't think they can. I think, if, I hope they understand that. They just okay. This is the niche thing we're gonna have here, and we're gonna just keep supporting it because it makes just enough money so it can survive. I think they're I'm gonna throw. They're gonna throw like an exclusive at it a year, and it's gonna be like Vita. Yeah, you know they just gotta get I'm, serious third party support. They gotta, yeah, they gotta find a way to get a good amount of third party support on there. Mm-hmm. And so surprisingly, the original PSVR has some decent support to it. So if it has anything like that, I'm fine with it. I'm happy. I just hope because games constantly came out for it. It's yeah, it's gonna be, like be something close to that. It's got to be like three fifty. You can't have it more costing more than the console you need to play it. Like that's just that's asking for trouble. Anything over three forty nine is uh, that's kind of dead on. It's dead on arrival. See, I think I honestly think two ninety nine is pushing it. Like with the quest, if you're trying to compete with the quest, and maybe they're not, 
But if you're trying to compete with the quest, if you look at that as your competition, then anything over 299 is you're really pressing your luck. You better have like a Mario game, you know, like a true bona fide system seller. You better have a Wii Sports. You know, like you better have something that pushes units if you're trying to come in at 299 or higher. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, the Valhalla dev one and a half patch is out now. <laughs> one and a half. This, <laughs> this patch paves the way for Dawn of Ragnarok coming March 10th. Happy birthday to me. Also improves uh, the base game stealth, various bug fixes. It adds a new difficulty, Saga difficulty, which is basically story mode, which is awesome. I'm glad for the people that want to. Maybe I never had an issue with the difficulty, but maybe more people finish the story. Just do the games super long. I did want to go and give you guys more bug fixes. I remember the mission that I always brought up in Xbox Empire. That's been fixed. The problem is that the notes for this were like eight pages deep. They're like wow. a thousand missions have been fixed. Like it's a basically like a well, completely there's like of the 40,000 missions in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eve's Gimo um, said that revenue for the game, Valhalla, has surpassed $1 billion as of December 21. Not Assassin's Creed, just Valhalla. <laughs> uh, that's insane. And uh, Seven writes in, he goes, since I'm playing a lot of Valhalla at the moment, what do you think about the upcoming Assassin's Creed Infinite? Which potentials do you see in that idea and which risks are there from your perspective? I don't want live act like I don't want live service AC. I just don't like. I feel like the games are too big as it is at this point. Like I miss a more streamlined approach to AC. So, I think that's kind of the point. I think that's what they want to get back to. Yeah, I would love that. But if we're talking about like some live service thing, I mean, I think it's the potential is it'll make them a lot of money. Maybe like. If you just keep adding on DLCs and you have your microtransactions and that way you have a game that's living and you don't have to constantly develop a brand new game. You can just develop more content. So like that service model works if the game is good and has an audience. But if it's not an online game, it also is just weird to me. Like having this live service model, it's not online. uh, I don't think it's different than what we've seen with Valhalla. Valhalla has been a live service game. They've had live events. They've had DLCs. Expansions have rolled out basically on time. The only difference is like they're promoting a hub. Like you buy into this Assassin's Creed hub and everything kind of lives there. My my concern, I've, we've talked about this before, so I'll be quick, but my biggest concern is I question whether it actually will make them more money. I think there's like a, a knee-jerk reaction to be like, anything with microtransactions makes more money. Yeah, I always. think there's some I think there's some concern for Assassin's Creed not having the semi-annual box retail big release and if it's not there how many people can you keep coming Mm. back to assassin's creed you know the infinite hub app for a new expansion like are they going to be there like are the casuals that buy assassin's creed is that what they want i don't know Uh, i don't think anybody does but like i think it's a risk to walk away from something that like we're talking about Assassin's Creed here. This is Ubisoft's bread and butter. Like this is their thing. Yeah. And you want to you want to potentially put that at risk for hopes that people will just log into like this Destiny like Creed experience and just get extra campaigns and you know new missions and stuff from there and they'll do that for 2 3 4 more years. That worries yeah. me. That worries it's me. It's a big risk. 
I don't know if I would take it. I like. Do they have any game that does that? Maybe Siege, and that's not nearly as big a community. Siege. They was hoping that uh, what's the the middle one of the division? Yeah, the medieval game they had. What was the game called? The what? Damn, I can't. The medieval game they had when you play as the knights and stuff. Oh, for honor. For honor. honor, Yeah, they was they wanted that for that, but. And none of those games are. Assassin's Creed, yeah. But Assassin's, this is a gigantic, you know, install yeah. base. And I just wonder, like, if you walk in, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you don't buy Assassin's Creed anymore. You got to go download Assassin's Creed Infinite, and then you'll buy the expansion there." I wonder how many people just be like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." Yeah, there's you know? a lot of kids. Like, it's just a change like in that. behavior, I guess, is more or less mm-hmm. what I'm concerned about. But yeah, I don't know if I don't. I, I... <laughs> Maybe Ubisoft Plus means that it doesn't matter. That's, yeah, that's the other thing. I, I mean, I, we gotta wait to see like what this really is. Um, like, what, it, what what's the real deal? And like you said, like at Ubisoft Plus, if that's coming, that's coming to Xbox, and if it's it's already on PC, like this could be like it doesn't matter. Just get Ubisoft Plus, and you're good to go. So that's what I'm planning on doing for Ragnarok. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. It's a free to play weekend this weekend in Valhalla. I'm gonna try to transfer my stay from Xbox to my PC, and all. All works well and it runs great. I'm just gonna pick up Ubisoft Plus for March. I'll yeah, play it that way. Sense. It's ten bucks versus what forty bucks? Smart. Yeah. Easy decision. Yeah. That's how I played uh Watch Dogs for the mm-hmm. short little period I played that. All right, quick hitters. 2K will launch multiple officially licensed Lego sports games. Excited. Sounds cool. Maybe that's where FIFA goes. Maybe it becomes FIFA Lego. Oh god. Because they said they're doing a soccer game and EA once apparently dropped the FIFA name. Um, I do not want NBA 2K Lego. That sounds awful. And to me, any sport Lego game sounds stupid. But FIFA, I don't like. I mean, like, I'm not going to play soccer anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But like, I kind of get it. I yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, would I be open to a Lego style, a Lego themed football game? And I was like, what if it was kind of like Tech Mobile, but kind of Legoed? I would probably try it. People, they'd blow up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, Lego golf. I think makes some sense. Do a Lego golf game. Sure. Yeah. Square says Guardians of the Galaxy undershot initial expectations. Of course it did. It's Square. Everything undershoots their expectations. Yeah, I they, everything they, was Square. Like God, they, what are your expectations? What what nonsense world do you live in? We're gonna sell a trillion copies of this game. <laughs> They what launched it. Only, what you mean we only sold 10 million? What are you guys doing over there? I was surprised because this game has gotten such high reviews, but I, I, they launched it in a really busy time. And I know so many of our friends and uh, you know folks that we listen to and, and our discord, so many of them are like, it was their second or third game. Like they all got it. Mm-hmm. Like I know so many people that got it, but they had to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was hoping that Guardians of the Galaxy had kind of a longer tail. I still haven't played it, but I don't it's think game. that it's it's a really good game. But it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know anybody said a, a bad thing about it, it to be honest with you. Because it's just it's just it's just a, an in case experience. Like you play it and that's it. Like there's nothing to like really go back for unless you really mm. want to try and do all the different like dialogue choices and see where that goes. But it's one of those like <laughs> this is the experience. It's good and we're happy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes. pretty much. Square is the 40-year-old single dude because no girl was ever good enough. Squares yeah. being square, man. Uh, 
they're also considering more HD 2D remakes of Super Nintendo games, which has gotten all those folks excited, I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. Give me, I, I'll take a 2D an HD 2D remake of Chrono Trigger. I think that's a, yeah, that's the hope, right? Okay. Dragon Age. Ready? Let's go. I'm not Dragon Age. Uh, Dragon Quest. I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only 2D HD game that I actually really want is like A Link to the Past. I would play the shit out of a 2D HD remake of A Link to the Past. I mean, you know, I would. That's like my that's like my number one game of all time for the most part. So yeah, I'd be all about that. But you got you also know me, Dev. I don't give a shit about Square Enix. Um, I don't really either. <laughs> I feel like it's Parasite. like a taboo. It's a taboo thing to admit, like in gaming circles. You're talking about some people's really? deep, deep love. Look, dude, people I'm not, love I'm not Square super Enix into the RPG. So, like, I remember when they were just SquareSoft. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Fallout 76 roadmap was updated. We'll have new public events, expeditions, and missions featuring alien invasions, robot fights, and more. Why? You Damn. could have left that out. They've turned you that around. That Fallout 76 Nobody, has been pretty good for No, them. no. You could have left that out the news. Steam Fest <laughs> is happening right now. Are you guys enjoying Steam Fest? What the hell is Steam Fest? They have... Great. Steam Fest has like a thousand demos up from indie games, upcoming indie oh, games that you can download. Hell no. All right. So listeners, if you're at home and you want to follow along with Donnie, Donnie will be playing Little Orpheus Blacktail. What? And a game that Whoa. I'm very excited about called Turbo Overkill that's on Steam Fest this weekend. Go download them, play them. Dev, I'm not telling no. you to play it. I know you're not. Dev, go look at the game Turbo Overkill. Just go look at the trailer. Looks no. You do too, Delvin. It looks fucking awesome. Um, PlayStation like Plus some for Doom March. Because that's what it sounds like. PlayStation Plus for March is Ghost of Tsushima Legends. What is Legends? It's the it's the online the, uh, like is it free to play? PvP. It it's free to play if you bought the game, um, but then they also yes. release it separately if you didn't buy it. But it's this um, it's like three player or is it, it's four play. It's a four player mode that's online, so you can play with your friends and your squad. Do you do the campaign? Like no, it's it, there's a campaign in it. It's a campaign in it. It's but, two players that you but can. It's like its own somebody. separate thing. Yeah, yes. it's its own separate thing. It's basically okay. telling the story of Ghost of the game, but from like the like the Oni version. Like Jin is like a demon, and he came and he destroyed the demons. It's it's it's, it's crazy, but it's it's the, the yokai version, of the, version story. of the game. The yokai version. There you go. Yokai. Yes, yeah, that's what I was, that's the word I couldn't figure out. Dude, this is but it's, for a it's, loop. I didn't know this even yeah. existed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the multiplayer it's portion cool. of it. Yeah, cool. It's uh, cool. Ghost Runner, which is awesome. If you can don't mind getting punched in the face repeatedly, that game is hard as balls. I'm and terrible at that game. That game is so tough. It gets, it, it, here's the thing. Sad thing is, it. it's so much fun. Like when it's easy, I was like, this game fucking rocks. And then I got like, you know, five hours into it, and I was like, I can't even move. I'm dying constantly. <laughs> 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 I hate this game. Uh, and Team Sonic Racing. So, you guys excited? PlayStation Plus month of march i mean i have most of that and i'm never going to play team sonic racing so i could care less team sonic <laughs> racing uh as a kart racer person here team sonic racing is a fine kart racer it's just not nearly <laughs> as good as sega all-stars sonic all-stars was awesome and this that game isn't half as good as sonic all-stars so i was a little let down with it and then xbox twitch integration is live for everyone they've basically taken what you used to be able to do with mixer and they've replaced it with twitch 
and it's now out for everybody. It's been in early access for a while, but you can now just open your guide, go to capture, tie your account, and then go hit stream, and it'll just go to your Twitch account like it has on PlayStation 4 for the last decade. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> wait, you guys have you known that I've been on this sandbox. Do that on Xbox? I've been on this sandbox about Xbox for years. You can stream to Twitch. You always have been able to on Xbox. But going back to Don Matrick, you had to download the Twitch app. You had to do the stupid snap thing where you open the app and you set it up and you went oh back to the game. God. It was a Why? damn mess. It always has been a mess. Yes. And they finally fixed it these eight, nine years later. <laughs> I mean, you've been able to do that, like you said, on PlayStation since day one. Like yeah. Twitch and day YouTube. One. Like just and you hit a button go and you got they, overlays and everything now on the you PS5. can change your overlay and you can position your camera but they don't have like you can't do the cutouts for the camera the filters for the like playstation experience wow. is still better yeah so yeah. wow we've also had the, the the share button for two generations now at least it works now at least it works it is an improvement <laughs> it is an improvement and that's all that i had for the news this week dev Woohoo! Well, it's good Mario let's get impression. Into these questions. Woohoo! Yeah, stupid Mario. My oh! son loves Mario so much. He loves Mario. Mario's awesome. Eh. Fat plumber. Yeah. I guess. You don't like fat plumbers, sure. Dev? Yeah, I guess plumbers. Anybody that loves fat plumbers. I don't really They're care the about backbone plumbers. of our society. Yeah, I wouldn't trust. Yeah. Fix I wouldn't trust a skinny plumber. I'm like, nah, yeah. this doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah. You just get here. You just get out of college or something. I need a more experienced person. Yeah. I, I just, whoever the company sends, I don't really care. Just fix the damn toilet if it's messed up. I'm not checking for the plumber. You should care. This you should. Yeah, nobody, don't, you don't know, you want to be don't. messing up your life, your toilet life. I've never pumps, had those problems. Your As water. a matter of fact, I think I've only ever had to have a plumber come out like one time in my Remember, my uncle is a plumber, and I'm telling you, your toilet and your water situation will mess up your whole life. Those are things you don't want yes. don't you don't cheap out on that. <laughs> like you need very good expert customer service. I feel like that's a thing where you guys I agree. Do. I don't feel like we have those problems here. I've never ever had anybody have any of the like the issues that you guys have had with plumbing. So I haven't had issues. I replaced the toilet a couple of times. That's like the only issue I've had for a while. But obviously you, you gotta replace toilets, Dev. Hearing about like sub just pumps wear and out. stuff like that, you forget. Yeah, we do. I, have, I do have home. a sump pump. I have a sump pump. So does Nathan. I don't even. I don't, I don't even know what that is. You don't know what a sump pump is? Absolutely well, that's because not. you I'm live not. in California, where they don't even have like you know like houses with like square footage. Everybody just lives in a trailer in somebody's ba- you know closet. Or no, something. we live in an apartment. <laughs> I've lived in an apartment all my life until like now, and even with that, like I've. Wait, what the hell yeah, it's a house thing. It definitely know. is a house thing. It's not going to be an apartment thing. So. um a sump pump, so like my house has a basement, and it's partially underground, so it's below oh, you know uh, ground level. Here. That's the issue. So a sump <laughs> pump is a pump that will pump water up against gravity back into your plumbing system. Because most houses are built to where everything runs downhill. It uses gravity. Well, when you're below ground, that don't work. <laughs> so you got to get yeah, up we and don't, out. We don't have those problems out here. There's no basements. Yeah. And we also don't have weather that really causes those weather. issues. That you just stopped weather. at weather. We don't have yeah. weather. <laughs> we don't have weather. We do have a, a freeze warning tonight until like nope. 9 you're just on tomorrow. fire. 
Your beautiful land just lights <laughs> on fire on its it own. Does. It just spontaneously combusts. We do have the fire all season the all the time. All the time. Just listen to what you just said. We have the fire season. Mm-hmm. Delvin, did you watch that? Uh, there's a Netflix documentary about this town that just lit up in the middle of summer in California. Whole yep. town was Black erased season. in like two mm-hmm. days. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. When you see Paul actual like footage. And e, it is. Oh, it was ridiculous. It's it was terrifying. so bad. <laughs> it was I mean, so bad. Holy crap. It's not like sometimes when you like, see wildfires like on the news. It's like a brush fire. It's like kind of on the mountain. No, no. You see this entire town. The entire to the town ground. is gone. That gone. is crazy. Because Houses, PG&E, churches, storefront. The company the didn't thing. come out and fix something that somebody reported about. Like it's sparking and messing up. And they never fixed it. And then the whole town went up. And it was Dude, a huge, huge They issue. had to evacuate kids in the middle of the day. The bus is driving through the flames and stuff. It's riveting. You got to watch it. It's, it's on crazy. Netflix. It's crazy. What's the name I'm of it? Cali, baby. I don't remember. Just look. I'm sure it can't be that hard to find. Yeah. The wildfire documentary on Netflix. Google that. Let's get into these questions. So from Adano12, he says, uh, what food or snacks will you get if you know you're going to be spending hours gaming? The Sweet Heat Chili Doritos Hmm. with Mike and Ike's. And do you eat those Doritos with chopsticks to keep your I don't. I'm not. Pristine? I'm not that nice. I'm. I'm just a monster. But you love keeping your stuff clean, so I'm I surprised. wipe. I mean, I've got the spray and everything. I clean regularly. I'm typically Reese's looking cups. for like cookies and candy. Yeah. Reese's cups and um, Mountain Dew actually. Mm. Oh my God. Surprise! Surprise! See, I'm on this no crazy surprise. ginger beer kick, and I have been for months now. So it's been kind of my go-to. It's delicious. Now. Yeah, it is. It's it really delicious. is good. I do ginger beer with rum, with whiskey. Like it all works. Just pour stuff in the cup. Yeah, I'm usually looking for like some gummy bears, some sour worms, something like that, something chewy and not chocolatey, so I don't like mess up my control. I can't do amounts of chocolate either. Like one Reese's cup is like I'm good. I don't have that yeah. bone in me. I can't eat. But I can, I'll devour an entire box of Ike and Ike's or an entire bag of jelly beans like that. Yeah, same here. I'll, I mean, I can do the chocolate. I just don't like chocolate when I'm gaming. That just mm. doesn't work. I can eat like a, a four-pack of Reese's. The, what, the king-size like, ones? It's like too rich four, for that's me. That's four Reese's. It's only four. That's I always feel yeah, like I need to like brush my teeth size. or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> light work. As far as drink, G Fuel, honestly. Are we still doing that? Go for yeah, it's all I mean. You can can. Yeah, mix them. It's delicious. I feel like I've been hearing about this for years. Like, can we get over this now? I Is mean, it? it's sugar free, so it, it works. I know you guys like it. Can we it cancel G like Food after saying? Just end it. It's had its run. Yeah. It, I mean, it's still going strong. I remember, I like, I, I have no reason to be adverse to it besides the fact that I have friends that are into it. But I remember, like, I just never took to the whole, are you a gamer? Then drink this powder drink and be a gamer. I was like, look at this shit. No, get out of here. Like, that See, always it, just rubbed me raw. The funny thing was, it wasn't even so much because it was like gamer drink. It was just like, oh, it's a sugar-free energy drink. Like, I realized that. the that, thing that we were but like, you oh. remember, like, when they started, to, when they really leaned into it, then all their marketing became that. And I was like, oh, this is gross. I don't want to do this. Oh, I ignore other marketing. I don't even follow them yeah. on, on anything. So I've never really paid much attention to their, their marketing. I just look for the yeah. flavors that look like the Yeah, those good. commercials. They were like, you want to, they had like they that grandma. They had that grandma that like got all powered up because she got Jewel Fools. She was playing Call of Duty or something. I was like, this, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I've never even seen that commercial. 
Yeah. Huh. All right, moving on. John32 says, I feel like PSVG may have answered it before, but wouldn't mind hearing about any games that you have thought was beyond great, but critics scored it really low. I feel oh. like any game Delvin played. Um, it's a couple of them. So this is essentially a hit Terminator question. <laughs> a what question? No. Hidden gems. Hidden like gems. Games that you yeah. love. Is it hidden gems? Because yeah. honestly, I when I hear I this going... question, the first thing that screams to my mind is Far Cry Five. Did critics like destroy that? They scored. Did critics score that low? I don't know if it scored low, but you remember like just the whole. I don't know what they scored. I don't the really care about behind it. Because yeah, like nobody was there, saying there was anything good about it. it. Everybody just railed it, and I was like, this game is awesome. <laughs> but everybody just people talk it. about the whole religious undertones and things yeah. like that and how it's in America. And, I'm yeah, sure it's scored fine, a political like thing. sevens and stuff like that. I'm sure that, you know, yeah. they didn't. But yeah, no, I don't know about just just really bad Something scores. that was scored low, that got a low, really low score that you really enjoyed. And like, I don't understand Ooh. why this game was scored so low. The only uh, game that comes to mind for me is the original Destiny. Like that did not score uh, good great. Call. But good I call. fucking loved it. I don't really look what at like review seven? scores very often. I think it was like that's the thing. I don't even know what they score. I gotta go look up what some of my things uh, have scored. I, <clears> I what is the one. medium it score? Seven. I think it was like a six or a seven. So that doesn't count. It was a seven. Um, some some places were giving it like eights, but it was mostly like sevens. No more heroes is mostly okay. sevens. <sighs> Let me look up a game. I have a game in mind that I, I, to look I around, absolutely man. love. I feel like Terminator works for you because I feel like you really liked that game. I did when it got when it got past the when you actually had weapons. <laughs> and it's like, hey, we're not gonna have you like running around, can't kill these Terminators. <laughs> I did platinum it, so yeah. What did Mar- this, what, this is, what did Avengers kill. score? Um, that's a good one. That might be the one for me, honestly. Because, yeah, the, the, the story in that game, the game was good. The, the stuff after the game Even was not. Dying Light's Metacritics are in the 70s. Like, all my games are in the 70s. Like, all my favorite games, they're all in the 70s. But you got to realize when people see a 7, they're like, <laughs> oh, it's not good. Like, that is the determining factor of not good is if it's a 7. I feel like if it's not a, an 8, 9, or 10, oh, it's not a good game. Like, that's, like, the mindset that people have. Okay. Well, then all those games I just read off them. Yeah, Avengers is um Metacritic sixty seven, so I guess that falls into it. Yeah, Avengers works for me too. Avengers, and there's this other game that I used to like a lot called Alpha Protocol. Have you ever heard of this game? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah I enjoyed game. that game thoroughly. All it was was essentially like Mass Effect, but instead of being in space, you're a spy. Same type of thing. You can romance players and things like that. You go through the missions to do. Do different things. I I love that game. That game was so much fun with the whole choices and things like that. You could play it your kind of way. You could be like a Jack Bauer type spy, or you could be like an Ethan Hunt type spy. And based on how you play it, you get different like weapons and gadgets and things like that. I I used to love that game, but I'm quite sure it didn't score high. It had to be like a I want to say fighting the fives and sixes. You know, I liked Mafia Three. That game was pretty pretty railed pretty hard. Oh, yeah, it was. That's a good one, yeah, too. People hated that one. Chalfie loved that one. Chalfie absolutely loved that one. He got me onto that one. That was a great game. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm trying to oh, think. Oh, man. 
There was a game on PS3 that I cannot think of the name of that I really liked and it did not score well. It had a female lead. Oh, God. Black? She was black, yeah. No, it was the game called Black? No, not Black. That's a shooter. Okay. The game, Wasn't it? The game is like about a third-person game. I know what you're talking about. It's, oh, um, God, damn. It called? I can see it's it. Like I can a, hear the, the music a, in my head. Cause I, I think and she's, I like, she's got like game. amnesia. And you have to learn the fighting moves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the name of that game? Oh Damn. my god, it's gonna kill me. I remember it because one of the moves, if you pre-ordered it, they gave you like a you could do the remember flash me. kick as a move. That's the name of it. Remember yeah, me. That's it. That game was really good. I don't think it scored well. I feel like it just got completely yeah, forgotten. It, it did. It, I, oh. I enjoyed that game. It was pretty good. I've got my answer. I completely forgot about it. Uh, I was late to it. And this is a good answer for this question, too, because I never played this game when it came out because it was reviewed so poorly. It was reviewed terribly. That's Deadly Premonition. Deadly Premonition came out, and, dude, it's oh, got, like, yeah. twos. <laughs> like, it's reviewed terribly. And, those, and you know, I wouldn't even I wouldn't disagree with anybody if they gave it a two. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. can make a case to give it a two. <laughs> but I, I finally I replayed the director's cut when it released on Switch and got way into it. Uh, loved it. Uh, I played it right after or right before I played Control. I, I watched Twin Peaks after playing it because I played this game. I watched Twin Peaks, like it kind of got me off in this whole little tangent, and I had a blast playing it so much so that I pre ordered Deadly Premonition 2, which is bona fiably awful. It's terrible, <laughs> uh, it's really, I, really bad. I've told you the story about that, right? Mm-mm. That no. I, I pre ordered it around the same time you did. And I was going to play it, and I heard your episode on Nintendo Shack talk about it, and I've never touched it since. It's terrible, and it's never gotten any better. It's never got better. They never released a PC port. Like, there's no way even. It's just bad. It literally is just awful. I looked. I almost wanted when the OLED came out. I was like, I wonder if they patched this game. And I went to the Reddit, and like the number one thread was, "Have they made this game better?" And it's like eight thousand responses. Like, absolutely not. It's broken as hell. <laughs> so uh, all bad, yeah. All but the, bad. but yeah. the first one is good if you can get over the jank it's and it's weird navigation. Like the story is fun and there's a lot there. So yeah, that's 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 probably my best answer for this. Nice. Okay, now for the uh, coup de gras here. Um, Skinny Matt says I have zero interest in Elden Ring. Why should I play? It? Oh, simple answer: it. you shouldn't. I made it the entire day without hearing about this until now. <laughs> I, I, I have answer. I, I have answer for this. I think. I guess I'm the only one who cares about this game. The reviews for it are very, very high. Not so very high. To the some, best. It's the best yeah, game the best. ever like, made. Clearly, it's, it's getting tense. Everywhere. I don't know. Like, isn't it Metacritic's like who the top hell three video game or something? Right. Well, the, num- here's the thing. I think it's number two under Mario Odyssey. That's the thing. People care. I've been seeing it all day long. People showing the top 10 Metacritic. They're like, see, Elden Ring's best Big game ever. fucking deal. I hate, I hate <laughs> aggregate. I hate aggregate. So I hate, <laughs> it's not that I hate aggregate scores. I hate using an aggregate score to determine like a ranking. You know, yeah, like to me, an aggregate just tells me whether or not like something's generally good or bad. You know, it's just like generally a lot of people think this is positive. That's all I get from an aggregate. And then I hate it when we're like, this is the best game ever 
because it has the highest aggregate. Yeah. I, I hate that part of it. No. Yeah, because I, I mean, it can get tins all day, but if I don't like it, it does. That tin doesn't mean a single thing. If it's not a game that I'm interested yeah. in, that doesn't mean anything. Well, it's it's like the opposite reaction to a review bomb. Right, people hate review bombing. They're like, "Oh, I hate," and everybody's just review bombing. And well, it works the other way too, right? Like it's it's just you're basically just placating the middle. You're basically taking the the average and you're extrapolating, you know, like a uh, a judgment from it. And I don't think that's good in any in any entertainment form. I agree. Yeah. If you like Souls games, if you like Bloodborne, and you like open world, go like ahead. This and play is it Elden for Ring. you. Yeah, and you like monsters and lore and that type of stuff. Well, if you like Dark Souls, yeah, as I say, you can like monsters and lore and not like Dark Souls. I yeah. think, yeah, this is if a hard like game Gothic. to recommend to people. You know, if somebody was like, "Hey, I've never played it before, but I saw that it's the highest rated video game ever. Should I play it?" You I know, my answer, play my a Dark Souls game first. Yeah, my answer is going to be no. I'm like, how about you get Demon Souls or Dark Souls Three or something? Give that a try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely gonna try it, so I'll let you guys know what I think of it this week. Have You're about you to get bodied. The other Souls games. You're about yeah, to get... I played Bloodborne and I played um Demon Souls. You're about to get bodied. Did you Just like them? Beat down. I like I like Demon Souls a lot. Did you finish any of them? Heck no. That's yeah, the... How far did you get? I want to say I got to the third quote unquote boss in Demon Souls. What made you stop playing? Everything else came out. And you think you know, you're so, gonna have time for Elden Ring with everything that's out and I, your PS3 games? I, yeah, I like you're right. He's like when I'm they playing, said 50, that, playing Fifty Cent and stuff. When, when they said that George Railroad Martin was had something to do with it, I'm like I, I, I want to see what's going on. He wrote the that, outline. Remember, we, that, we, we discussed cool. this. He pulled an outline from 1987 from under his drawer and said, "Here you go." I'm quite sure that's what he did. But I'm like, I, I kind of. He may have even done that. They were like, hey, we wrote this. We want to put your name on it. And he was like, give me a bag. Of, <laughs> give me a bag of money and I'll give sign it. Give me a bag it. of money. Yeah. 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 They probably did that. Well, I hope you um, enjoy it and it doesn't lead to you quitting in frustration and tossing your controller across the room. Don't play it on PC. Yeah. Don't do that. At least until the patch. I heard there's a patch coming tomorrow. So at least until the patch arrives. Yeah. All right, two more questions, and then we're going to get out of here. From Brolin Deeps, he says, uh, do you guys typically pre-order games, or do you wait to see the rating they get after they come out? I'm tempted to order pre-order Kirby, but I haven't. Do it. Historically, I'm not a Kirby fan. That's your problem. With this game, I'm very <laughs> tempted to pre-order. As you should be. I pre-order a bunch of games. I pre-order everything. Yeah. I for, typically for pre-order like a couple days before it comes out. It's very rare... That I buy a new game that I haven't pre-ordered, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm the same. I, I Since I was a kid, I learned that, hey, if you pre-order games, you slowly pay them off. You ain't got to worry about it when you don't have no money. So that's kind of been a thing I've done as an adult. Like, when I have the money, i like, hey, I'll just pre-order this. This is how I budget for games. It all comes yeah. down to budgeting. It doesn't come down to what I think about the games. It all comes down to budgeting. I have a credit card that I specifically use for games. And what I do is I pre-order all the games that I want, and I basically just make monthly payments and pay off my games. So I don't look at I don't look at pre-ordering a game as I'm dropping sixty dollars today. I look at pre-ordering games like here are all the games I want to play this year, and they're going to cost me this much. 
So I'm going to pay it off month over month as opposed to, so like if you're thinking like right now for like starting the last two weeks through the next two weeks, I'm going to buy like six games, you know, at $60 each. That's not, that's, <laughs> you know, like you're dropping yeah. a few hundred dollars, like just in a couple weeks there, uh, where it makes it a lot easier because I'll be paying that off through the summer months, uh, you know, as the releases start to wane and stuff like that, I'm still paying those off. So for me, it's just how I've managed my gaming budget. Um, yeah. It's how I do it. And I always, I enjoy getting my rewards and stuff from, from doing it as well. And I'm doing as many pre-order buttons. A big reason why it's a, it's a factor as to why I've went all in on PC is I can save a lot of my pre-orders. Like I got Ghostwire Tokyo for $43, you know, like every, every little bit helps when you buy as many games as I do, if I can save 10 or $15 on a pre-order, that's another game. You do that once or twice. Yeah. That's a whole other game that I'm buying. So um, Kirby dude. Yes. Kirby game looks dope. Respect the Kirby. Strongest character in the Nintendo universe. Proven by Sakurai. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. I'm stoked for Kirby. Yeah. Dude. Gawk Gawk 3000 Kirby game. I don't yeah. care. What'd that Kirby, mouth do? Kirby the throat <laughs> goat. God. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Y'all are playing a different game. Clearly. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure Nintendo's playing the same game. Yeah, same game. <laughs> Dev, they called it mouthful mode. They sure did. Yeah. They sure did. You should have seen the look that my wife gave me when I played her the trailer. <laughs> she was like, see. really? <laughs> Lord have mercy. <sighs> yeah, I pre-order games, but I, I mean, I make a list of the games that I'm getting every year like this is my two 22 yeah, 2022 games that i'm getting and i'll just go and i'll pick them up i usually don't pre-order them until like you know a week before once they have a a date and then they have a preload date then i have a pre-order date because i just want to get them loaded so i can just play at 9 p.m when they launch yeah, the other thing for, for like again my budgeting you know i rattled off all the games that i've pre-ordered already through april those were paid off yeah, yeah. You know, so that's another part of it. Yep. It's a good system. It's a good system. All right. And our last question that's not a question. Jay says, uh, not a question, but please discuss the importance of wearing comfortable shoes while playing VR. <laughs> yes, this question for me, I think. Uh, I got teased before uh, at one point, I think, on a podcast. I want to say with Josh and Lucas, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I, I used to make the point of I used to always have to put on shoes when I played VR. It was a big part of the PSVR. I was like, man, I got to drag it out. I got to hook it up. I got to plug in the cables. I got to put on shoes. And people c- picked up and they're like, put on shoes? Why do you got to put on shoes? Like, I, uh, there were the folks that thought that was weird. Um, my basement is cement floor. And yeah. uh, walking around a cement floor with bare feet makes my feet hurt. <laughs> makes sense. so i makes couldn't play vr for very long without shoes so a big part of me for comfort for playing vr especially when i was playing like saints and sinners or moss or something that i was going to be playing for more than 25 minutes uh i needed shoes i had to put on comfortable shoes so that was a big part of my vr process so it's important it's very important you gotta have a comfortable shoes i mean especially if you're going to be ducking and dodging and moving around, standing you gotta have you gotta have the appropriate footwear. You wouldn't go work you out with no shoes. You don't want to no stub a toe. Yeah. You ever stubbed a pinky toe? You ever stepped on a Lego? 
Dude, not cool. Do, do your hurts. guys' wives act like they were hit by a car and they stubbed their toe, or is it just mine? Absolutely, they do. Dude, yeah. my wife stubs her toe, and it is the most dramatic shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like, she falls <laughs> yeah. down, cries, tears. I'm like, would you get the hell up? Like, I don't mean to be, you know, I don't mean to be cruel and not sympathetic, but like, you stubbed your toe. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you not over? You're wife, an adult for Christ's sakes. You can't be doing this. My wife doesn't doesn't deal with pain very well, so she'll get very silent. She'll be very upset that she's in pain. I'll and tell it, her. It like, very, it's very dramatic, but it's like, I watched you give birth. That. You get right. the hell up. <laughs> you're, you're better than this you have pushed children out you are you are okay i think you're fine okay <laughs> oh man all right well that's gonna do it for uh this episode of psvg please feel free to check us out over on the twitters at psvg subscribe on the youtubes and check us out on our discord come hang out and Tag Delvin so he actually shows up. Like that's that's what you should do. If you come to Maybe. our Discord, just everything you say, just make sure you at big meaty meat slapping men or whatever his ridiculous yeah, handle do is. That there. Do that one. Do that one because damn sure won't get me. <laughs> that's a different Discord, Dev. <laughs> what is your stupid name? I'm, it's something like that. All right, but just find him and tag him in anything you post, just to harass him and bring him out. All right. But um, other than that, anything else you guys have to say? No, play, play Cyberpunk. You should play Cyberpunk. Yeah, it's a good game now. Wake the fuck up, Samurai. Patch one and a half. Fucking nonsense. We're starting a new trend, Dev. No, I like it. No, one and a half, baby. I'm on ball with this. I hate you all. Elaine, come back. Come back. I hope she comes back and says she's been playing the one and a half patch. Oh, that would be the most Elaine <laughs> shit ever. She would never do it because it would be against Dev and she won't go yeah, there. But it would be the most, way. it would be the coolest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, play some video games.